begin the podcast people this is just a quick message for myself to thank you for your loyal and loving support i wouldn't be sitting in this couch if it wasn't with thookies but i must ask you to support me a wee bit more my patreon is available now for subscription i would ask you please for the bottom of your heart and your bank account come and support the man help me turn this into a full-time job i've been doing this a couple of years now and i really want to progress to the next level where i can make endless content i will always feature guest episodes on youtube so so never fear, that will always be available to anybody that wants to watch them. But if you subscribe to the Patreon, you will get notified first before anybody of who that week's guest will be. You also have the option to suggest what kind of guest you'd like to see on the program. I'll also do extra bonus content, for example, reaction videos, reaction videos to tunes, rap battles, to films, to anything that you want to see. Remember, when you are signed up to the Patreon, you have exclusive control. You suggest the content you want to see. Would you you want to watch and I'll do my best to accommodate your requests. I'll also be uploading behind the scenes footage to the Patreon so how I set up for premeditated part of what goes on off the camera that you see on YouTube will be available on the Patreon. How much do I ask for this? I ask for a fiver a month. £5 per month is the total. That's all I ask of you and you will get this endless stream of bonus content. The love you give will also be the love you get. Enjoy the podcast, people. Then we were meant to go back in 2020 and COVID struck. We got cancelled. You know, been back? No, been back because they've done all the mad fucking COVID things. You couldn't get in unless you'd been vaccinated and all that shit. But they've always just lifted it. Oh, so, right, so have you not been able to go back? No, oh, I, I go to him, but my dad and that, didn't he? But now, obviously, it's opened again, so hopefully we'll look to go back next year. Uh, so see now, in what capacity would you go back now if you're not oh, training? I, I, just right? means I, I just enjoy it. Or can you just we we did, but to be fair, like we did, we would be odd, but I would have us in the gym, we would constantly have to sparn going at it, but then you kind of like, as soon as that sparn's done in the morning, you've got the rest of the day to... Yeah, go on, We see, went down to Venice Beach and... Touring about, got to all the, uh, the theme parks and all that. Oh, really? yeah, I've yeah, never I've been to America. What? I've got a criminal that, record, that, man, so I can get in. That LA is a different world, man. Is it, eh? Aye. It's about six times the size of Glasgow. Is it's it, so eh? big, like, even if you don't have a motor, it's hard to get yourself a book because everything's so far away. In right, is the traffic no fucking terrible, but... Wild, mate. Wild. See, yeah, see, 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 see if you get cut in Russia while there. It's mm. a different thing. A gridlock. Aye, uh, you know if it's like you got cut to the Kingston Bridge and you're stuck for an hour. Uh, you're stuck for about three days. Uh, you're literally parking your motor and just walking back and get it. It was just, it was chaos, but the actual place itself is unbelievable. Did you go to Skid Row? No, but we were, that was, everywhere's becoming that. Is it? Aye. Oh, that's with all the homeless are because obviously I, if you're homeless, you've got nowhere to stay. You've got to go somewhere where the weather's the good, The fourth year we went, that was, was that last, the last time we went? It was either the last time or the last time before we stayed in a, a different part of, a different part of LA and even like around the corner for us, it was a nice bit and it was just tense. Really? Aye, just loads of tents. Is it no jailbait, but? Because like, obviously some we cunts are there fucking You see, see some, some mad crackheads floating about, just different world, man. You're like, but... They don't, they don't bother you, do you know I what I mean? It's know, just no. I think I'll say if you're kicking about the wrong place at the wrong time at night, you're kind of maybe, mm, but that's nah. like anywhere. 
Aye, exactly. You know I mean, like, uh, but, it's like counting about the fourth corners on a Saturday night. I fuck fuck those receipts you received in there, just the same as earlier. <laughs> yeah, I think the fourth corners is just a much more condensed version. Like outside that, Rennie McIntosh, you know what? That's just that's like a diluted version of Skid Row, I imagine, yeah, yeah, man. No offence to the country, but, yeah, but <laughs> you walk by with Rennie McIntosh, like, you can't sort of piping out there. There's just also, it's also a tense and it's just homeless. But apparently, so that's been a couple of years since we've been back now, but apparently it's like proper, proper bad. Like uh, a lot of people have left LA not now because it's just so bad. Like you've got all these million pound houses, two million pound houses, but then right outside your door's tents. Uh, like, I know. Plus, like plus, see, if I was homeless, right, and uh, I was in a place like that, see, I was like, in the bones of my arse said, fuck all. I wouldn't think twice about bringing into one of the big houses. See, or doing something. I swear to God, so see, we get to Venice Beach and uh, that's the thing the muscle beach and all that see how you get did you get down there and train no we just went down there and watched all the beefcakes but that's where you, you get all the, like, the, a lot of the homeless people and they're all just in there. they sleep down there I suppose if you're going to sleep anywhere outside mm-hmm. you'd rather sleep on the beach uh, of course but there's speed balls like set up uh, along the beach just like for people just to can pass it they can play all right. Mate, some of these homeless guys are unbelievable really like my dad was getting my dad was videoing one of them the guy was just hitting it with even looking at him, hitting it with his elbows, spinning round, and you're like, I could never even, like, mm, do you know what I mean? It's just, just hanging, a pure fancy They'll just master thing. it. My dad's like, I'll give you $20 if you do that again, <laughs> let me video it. And the cunts are just with the day of that. Ah, I suppose if you're doing like a singing act, they've just mastered the speedball. Do you think that they've mastered it just because they're homeless in Mindanao? Do you think it's obviously ex cunts, ex boxers or no? People? I think people just homeless. They're just hanging it. Then they oh, just so it's like almost people, a wee people pay them. Aye, like people. Right. It's like singing. It's like busking. Because uh, yeah, yeah. you're just speed bun. Yeah, speed busking. <laughs> but I, I said even starting with this day, I was like, I hate watching. I was like, I've had all these fights, all these things, and I've, I've been boxing my whole life, and I can't do that. Mm. <laughs> I wish I'd be boys. Do you think there's any kind of any any benefit to doing it apart from obviously aesthetically like, oh, no, it looks dynamite but Jink actually would aye, hand, and eye, hand and eye coordination and just like uh, getting your, your forearms and that I'd see it gets your forearms all hanged up and your hand and eye coordination it's good, just good for speeding your uh, your reflexes kind of stuff mm-hmm. we very rarely see them we've not got one in the old gym have you seen no? no we had one in the old gym and then I think we had one and I think my dad broke it He's good at it. He's been listening to He's the best at his isn't it? Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, it's just weird, like. Right. So, how have you not got? Have you got? Like, there's a few different Def- things. No, now I've got all sorts of different bags now, but we've just not got a speed boss set up because it's a. It's a it takes a. If it's just for what if you've got a big enough gym, it's alright to put it there, but you can run, use a bigger bag there, which is going to be more productive. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? You need to set a space aside, and if there's no space, it's a fucking bit of hindrance. But they're good, man. You end up sitting, but as soon as somebody sees it, you just run up and vault, punch it. Ah, if it's hard as you can, but then that's, that's how, that's how it ends up breaking. That's exactly, that's <laughs> how it ends up breaking, man. I've always wanted to be like, see, watch cunts in the pool, they're smashing them, man. I've, I a couple of punches, like, oh, fuck this, man. I've, I've always loved to be able to do it, and I can't. Can, you can't I can do it, it, it No, I've never been able to do it. Have you not? I can do it to a certain so yeah. was that never a part of your training? No, like the odd time, my dad would always try to make make me do it, like just to just just to concentrate, Aye. just a different thing. Don't get me wrong, I go go to the right level, but some people, like these homeless guys, are a different level to anybody, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. mental. Are you see, like Mayweather, not they're smacking it. Some people, like, could do it blindfold. This guy could do it like spinning run with his elbow, like. Like something you've never seen. Like, is it wild? Just a mad homeless dude in LA. Just uh, that's amazing. I'd love to see that. Has your dad still got the video? Did they post it anymore? I know, but I you will have it, but we need to find it and look it out, man, and I'll send it because uh, it's unbelievable. It. I'd like to see that. Unbelievable. I think we're going to end up getting like 10 or, uh, 10 or 20 dollars just to watch him do it. Uh, I will deserve one. Anyway, guys, like, like, ah, right, this is my guy's like, I didn't bother, mate. 
Give me how deal out for your day if you keep giving uh, money. Ah, of course, man. Get him a day backflips and shit like that's an extra fifty. Class pass says that that line like, in that LA right along that Venice beach is just like you've got all the different like pull up bars and you've got some amount of people just strong as anything. Mm-hmm. Like the boy, the boy Nathaniel follows my dad trains. He's earlier than his wee cocky. He just came back for the Commonwealth Games in two, this was in 2018 when we went there. And he's he's up in front of the pull up bars, strong as anything. You've got the ropes, see the ropes, you, you can climb yourself up and get Aye. to the tap. Just on the beach. Right. But they're high as anything. Like coast kind of thing. Aye. But then you've got all these pull up bars and people doing it, and he's like, ah, they bother, man. You've got all sorts of different wee birds and that kicking about the beach. He's up on the thing. Then also, the pull ups, man, I just ran and scanted them. Shut <laughs> Yeah. Everything right out. Just hanging. He was just hanging for a pull up bar. Did they let it hang? Everything out. I think he had an object. I think he realised how, how he's, he's just sitting there, people walking past him. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny, man. Scanted the like right same right right <laughs> Oh, he was gutted. Still with this day slang on with it. Ah, oh, you should have got a fucking photo of that. I wish I did. Wish somebody did. Should I get the mad old I saw all the boys. I saw the boys. I was like, I wish I had that in video, but it was just like I didn't even have time to find nah, it. It was just part of the moment. Oh man! By the time you get the camera out, man, he's got the box. He's getting the already dropped down for the music, but because it was a reasonable high. Do you know what I mean? He's up there, also that part was man heavy, going for it. The next thing you know, man, scanted them right now. We cock it, no. Boxers cock. Didn't he have boxers on? It was shorts. It was funny because we were at the beach. Boxers cock. I mean, oh man, I boxers on the Funny, mate. It was funny. What was the biggest thing you noticed being in there? Like, as you, as you say, what for end it doesn't know. Joe Ham, thank you for coming back again. Ex pro boxer, boxing the Commonwealth Games, Team GB, and you've just recently retired. Great to have you in a part of Puffy, man. But before we take you back to the start, man, I want to just uh, continue on that story there because you says you used to go out to LA and train at Freddie Roach's gym. What was your experience of that? Let me stop you right there, pal. Hate to interrupt, but you need to shut your mouth right now and let the big man get yapping. This is a short message for your sponsors, Ross Harper Solicitors. Are you needing criminal representation in court? Do you feel that you and your lawyer don't have the relationship that you think you need for him or her? Today, the job that they need to get you off. I've got just the man for you. Nigel Scullion at Ross Harper Solicitors is a true embodiment of what it means to be a good lawyer. And I'm not just talking about in the courtroom. Nigel seeks to develop a personal relationship with his clients. He wants to keep you at the courtroom. He's not just wanting to fill his pockets. He wants to get you in, get you out, and set you on a path of freedom. Nigel has got his clientele at his heart. But don't get me wrong, in the courtroom, he is a stallion. He will fight tooth and nail to keep you from going up to the big boy house or the big girl house or the big them house. I've known Nigel a couple of months and I've developed a personal relationship with him. He's very relatable. I've met a good few lawyers in my time. Nigel's young and he's feisty and he's ferocious, but he's a friendly guy. Any support you need outside the courtroom, he will provide it for you. And Nigel's the kind of guy that will offer you the kind of support that doesn't need a legal aid certificate signed after it. He's a great guy and an even better lawyer. He comes for a long line of good lawyers. This man has got criminal defence in his genes. Just think about it. Do you want to go to jail or do you want to go home? And if you've not got a home, Nigel's the kind of man that will help you find the correct support services you need because his work goes far beyond the realms of inside the courtroom. This is a guy that cares about his clients and he sees them as more than clients. He sees them as people. He sees people that have for whatever reason, they've ended up in a maybe a wee dark point in their life. He seeks to get them out of it and keep them out of it. 
So look no further than Nigel Scullion at Ross Harper Solicitors to support you and your needs and staying out the jail. 0800 11 12 13 is the contact number. If you want to get them online, it's www.rossharper.com. You can direct message him on Instagram at Ross Harper Scotland, TikTok at Ross Harper 61, and you can find him on Facebook at Ross Harper. To some Nigel Scullion up in a short sentence, he's old school with a new energy. Check them out, people. Ross Harper solicitors. But in the meantime, Enjoy the podcast. First year we went, just by chance, like me, it was only only freeze it went, it was only me, my dad and my dad's other boxer, Stuart Buck. Right. We went there just by chance, we'd kind of done training camps in Marbella and stuff before. Okay. And it was just always something, everybody goes to and does all these training camps in LA, it's like, it's a, it's a lifetime opportunity. And you're just like, you get into Fred Roach's gym, the wild card, which is very famous and he's one of the most famous coaches in the world. Mm-hmm. Trains Manny Pacquiao and all different kind of boxers. So we chanced the run, went over, over to LA just to do a bit of training. You're off chance, you're, you're getting in, you didn't know anybody. Yeah. So it's just, you're, you're walking into one of the hardest gyms in the world in the off chance that you're going to get some sparring. But you don't know, like... So this like, wasn't prepared? No, no, like we just went, no, you don't, you don't know you anybody. The message just turned up. Right, and that's how, see, that's see, how it see. works over there. Like it's just as long as, if you've got a gum shield and gloves and you're walking to spar, Anybody will entertain you. Really? So you can <laughs> just walk in, mate? Obviously, if you've so, got, if you've got, so if you, you, you could just walk off the street and just train in that gym at any point. Mm-hmm. But the we didn't know at the time. Up the stairs is just like you can walk in, train, and that's where he stands behind the desk and you can meet everybody. There's two rings and hundreds of bags, and it's just people just go just to train in the wild card. Uh-huh. But downstairs is where our actual pro boxers train all his fighters mm-hmm. which is locked so you can't even like get in it unless you're invited down right I see so when we first walked in we seen Liam Smith who's now he's now fighting Chris Eubank again mm-hmm. and I, I boxed in the same combo of games as his brother Callum we got talking to him recognised so he introduced us to Freddie Roach talking away brand new so then through that he invited us downstairs and for you know there was a, a boy, I'm sitting there and you're just thinking, who the fuck am I going to spar? Because you don't know, it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, a boy walks in and he just previously, I think it was like maybe six six months before, he boxed Carol Frampton for a world title in Belfast. He right. was called Chris Avalos. Right. He was like 25 wins, one loss or two losses, whatever it was. But he was a very, I almost fought for world titles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, what weight you? And I'm like, nine stone. Like, he's really like, you're sparring him and you're just like, Oofed. Is that this guy? Uh, yeah, but I was only like, I think I must have only been maybe four and all at the time. And it's just, that's what it is. Ah, obviously, come on, come man, you get offered the chance, you're not going to say no. So you go in and it's far, and it's fun of once you just go in, first couple, the first first bit, you just go in, you're looking at him and everybody's watching you, and you've just got, you've just got to crack on, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, cracks on, go out in the first round, go to touch his gloves, and he just scalps me with a right horn. Fucking <laughs> 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 bastard. I was like, oh, it'll, Bro, you can either go two ways with something like that. That can either like be like, oh fuck that, I don't what, what, what you doing? And you can either hang it. I was like, ah, fucking brilliant, man. Uh, right to town. Ah, uh, because that's that's kind of set the standard. The, right the, to the, the town, man. And I was just trying to try to take seed off with every bomb. And I think he got then. I think he just expected just to come out. But they don't know anything about you. You don't. don't I mean, I know him. Only reason I know him is because I watched from fight Carol Frampton. Nah, no one. Do you know what I mean? That's no one a person. It's only because you know who they are. Box for a world title and stuff. I was trying to kill him, funny. And his dad's shouting at the side of the ring. And my dad's shouting, and it, it gets 
a- animated, like you ever that seen, like it, in aye. Mayweather's gym, it's like the doghouse. Aye, people aye. outside the ring and all that. It's like it's wild. Right, so is it like that? Aye, and it's like there's no. It gets to a point after like the first thirty seconds. There's no boxing. It's just street fight. Right, he, so where, it's, where, it's like as close to an actual fight as you can get. But he geared in gloves on, trying to kill it, trying right. to do each other. But the size of gloves is it sparring gloves. Fourteen, aye, fourteen. Don't get me wrong. So I'm trying to give it to him, man. I'm trying to take his head off, but he kept like fixing his gloves and. Saying his headgear was loose and getting breaks in the spam. So I'm back to the corner and my dad's like, stick it on him. And the boy Liam Smith's there and he's like, he's like, every time he rests, don't let him rest. And I was like, ah, sound. One time in the, like, the third or fourth round, man, he's stopped the spa to fix his glove. He's turned his back on me, man. I was ran behind him, cracked him, man. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> man, <I was> like, <laughs> How did he react? Oh, he's down at something to say the ring or shouting at us and all that. But did my dad's just fucking, laughing. Did and, uh, people like, def- defend yourself all the time. Ah, true, man. True. Well, it sets the precedent when, I was, as you see, you go for the, the, the touch gloves oh, and he man, I just, dick, so. oh, He just turned his back on me, man. I ran behind him and scalped him. <laughs> just caused thingy. But then after that, you're like, ah, brilliant spar, mate, get a photo and all that, and it's sound, and then he's like, the next day, so he's like, ah, can we spar again the first day, because I kind of got the, I, I, I did, I got the better of him, try to, try to see this, so the next day, no, so this is on the, this bar, this bar Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, so this must have been on the Monday, we arrived Sunday night, so right mm. after playing, right into the gym, right, right, jet lag and all that, so I was Fucking like, okay. so when we turn up to the gym on the Wednesday, he's already there, uh, warming up getting ready I'm like he's gonna come for you at uh, the day you know what I mean but at this point this is where uh, so you, you walk into the gym and in the gym it was very quiet that day but you had Jamie Carragher and stuff the mm-hmm. football player mm-hmm. he was there watching Liam Smith train right so was he air away him or was he just no he was just happened to be he was on holiday with his son right, right, and he right. happened to be coming to the gym uh-huh. went over to the gym and he's watching the spa and stuff and same idea just as soon as that bell goes it's just I didn't even give him the opportunity to put my horn out to touch his gloves this time it's just that's it, you just go and then same idea, you meet just famous people, Jamie Carragher sitting there watching you spar. You know how what I mean? How did that feel? It's, I don't even know who it was, but and obviously, but my dad, my dad's in Disney follow the football whatsoever, so my dad's just like, my dad's walked out of him, obviously he knows he's for love, but knows he's for the, knows he's for the UK and stuff. So there's me and Stuart, everybody, you know, people, he's that Jamie's just sitting watching the spar and enjoying himself, my dad's right up to him like that, you're a boxer. <laughs> 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 Jamie Carragher's like, no, I, I play football. I played football for Liverpool and that. My dad's like, I don't watch football. <laughs> and it's just one of the ones. Like, I'm sitting there like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Just You don't even know if he's kidding. Not, you don't know if he thinks he's kidding. Uh, yeah, on. Maybe he does know him. But, no, he's genuine. I know who he is. He was spot on. 40s took me out and he was brand new as anything. So oh, I just he, spot on. I think he likes, I think he likes his boxing. Mm-hmm. And his pals with that boy Beefy and obviously there. But that was the first year of the spawn and it was just mental mm. and that's how then that set us up then we kind of went back every year for four years just mm. all different things second year we'll go we walk in you end up sparring Scott Quigg who was a world champion right same right. thing but he was for the UK mm-hmm. looked after us the set. The next year we went Lee Selby world champion for the UK and they sparring him so were they all there were they, were they, were they, did they, are they everybody, trained with Freddie Roach or did they no, just no, go to this gym everybody just, just to goes train? to everybody did just goes to LA just to train right right it's right. only for like a week or two weeks but people just go there because it's the best sparring in the world because it, it's not just Freddie Roach's gym there's loads of different gyms in and out of LA mm-hmm. but everybody from all over the world descends on this gym just we were there it's partly just as a training camp organised people just go hoping that they'll get spotted right I see I see it's, 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 it's a good idea as well plus as well if you want to uh, go out with 
Well, like your own area because it's like the talent levels in a bit England and Scotland. The only cut gets to get, a certain aye. level, especially aye. if you're going to sparring gyms. You're not aye. going to be sparring world champions in that, but you, as you see, you go into like Federation gym, you've got that opportunity you, you can fight people. That you know, and champions. You, you don't know who's two people are. People like, like Boy Nathaniel, the second year. I, I see because we've been four times. Hard to remember what aye. year was what. But the first year Nathaniel went. Nathaniel's he's a British and Commonwealth champion now. He'll be he'll be a world champion. But this was he hadn't even turned professional yet. Straight over, he ended up sparring the boy called George Cambosis, who was a unified world champion. Aye, he, he just beat, fought there, night. He just beat Teofimo Lopez, and then he just beat Maxi Hughes. Uh-huh. Didn't he think he beat Maxi Hughes? But before he got a decision, so he was like 18 or 17 to know at this point. And Mad Nathaniel was getting nay fights, but don't get me wrong, he's, he's at a higher level, has, a, has wars with him. And we, so when, when we found when we found that Teofimo Lopez beat, uh, no, when Cambosis boxed Teofimo, we'd already. Seen him up close by Spalman and Nathaniel, do you know right, what I mean? Right. And then the next thing you know, he's a unified, he's, he won, he beat two of them over, had four belts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ryan, he lost him to Devin Haney, but then he just, he's calling the comeback now and beat Maxi Hughes Aye. last week. But we, he just, in the wild card, he just happened to be there, their train at that time. Aye. So did Nathaniel. That's interesting though, because he just Nathaniel, he hadn't turned pro, he hadn't had no, many fights at that amateur. point. He's, he's thinking like Mace Jim's about that, no, right, the pros, no. you spar <laughs> him, you spar him, you stay away from him. I see if you've got gloves. So you, you could literally go in there and fight any. You could fight a world champion. You could fight. You wouldn't even know. Really? Nobody yeah. would even say. Like a lot of people don't get me Boxing's a small thing, so you know who certain people are. Aye, but if you're gonna know, I think it was like the second or third year. The boy Davy came with us. Boy Davy Kelly. He just recently turned pro with my dad, but he's been about it for years as well. And uh, he's getting spanned. These mad Filipinos and Mexicans and they're all undefeated. Oh, and mad like, killers. Aye, they're all just machines, man. <laughs> mad Davies. Whites pale as anything for drum chapel, man. Just gone ahead, <laughs> gone ahead, and just gone ahead of people, man. But that's what it is, and it's brilliant, man. So, you're looking back now, it's probably that you'll not get a better experience, and it's oh, unbelievable. 100%. What did you take yeah. away from that in terms of like a fair boxing standpoint? Just, what was the, the biggest lesson you learned? Just the way the way they treat sparring, everything's just so every every spy have just got to have like a it's not so, it's so much an attitude, like everything's you've got to like. Hop, want to hurt people like mm. usually in a spa you mess a bit but earlier you don't really get as much with it whereas the way they train it's like a fight mm-hmm. and then that gears you up in the hardest rounds if you're sparring six eight rounds at some pace when you get into a fight you've already experienced it because if you're sparring with the same people over and over again you kind of go through the motions you know what I mean and you, you, you spar the same people you end up just doing the same thing and you get overconfidence and uh-huh. then by the time you do get into a hard fight it's uh, not done you any good because you've mm. no experienced it. Mm-hmm. So when we went over there, obviously you're only four and all, but it was brilliant, man. Just thinking them went back four years on their own, it was unbelievable. And every time we went, I say Fred the Roach, and we end up meeting all the different guys from his gym, as their coaches and that, and they were always brand new. And every year we went, still following on Instagram, and they always still wishes all the best and all that stuff. So then, so that was that. So we started that for so in 2019. Freddie Roach was training a boy called Ivan Branchik and he was fighting Josh Taylor for his world, for the world title in the Hydro. Right. So this is 2019. So Josh is fighting Branchik. So Freddie Roach is training the rushing dude. We are backstage in the Hydro because one of my dad's fighters was on and Freddie Roach walked past and, and noticed us. 
I did it, aye, St. John Awaitis. Dirty talking to you, do you know what I mean? We'd, as I says, we'd got my, took him with a Celtic tap with his name on it one of the years. <laughs> did they like it? Aye, he's kicking about the gym with a Celtic tap on, man, with his name. We had Freddie Roach, I can't, I can't remember what number we got him, but we had Freddie Roach. No, Freddie Roach won it, wasn't he? Ah, he's, he's kicking about the He's kicking about the, he's kicking about the gym, taking people on the pad with a Celtic tap on. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite funny, man. And we bought it in the airport, flying out. Got oh, it in the lane, took it out of him. It's pretty funny. Ah, that's class, man. They've been buzzing with that as well. Hope is he still going it? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I guess so. but I can imagine here the amount of he stuff people must take him. Ah, he made so he much. Even to... it on the boxers, not I mean. Clint's it will just go in and just game shit because obviously he's, he's just as famous as any boxer. It's just if if so more famous than most mm-hmm. boxers, just mm-hmm. by the way he is, because the amount of fighters he's trained with Pacquiao and stuff. But he's gym and it's just a brilliant place, and you think everybody in all the gyms, no matter what they are, they're all very like welcoming everybody's ah, okay. up there's, there's all the Americans there. they're all up they're all fist bumping you everybody doesn't matter who you are and that's, that's good a lot of people a lot of gyms you go into people and they're up they're in arse and they wants to talk to you and you're one of the things and then so one of the years we, we went uh, we were training with Lee Selby and he wanted to spar me and Nathaniel again so we went and he was like we're gonna go to a different gym it's called Maywood and I mean when I say we were in the hood we were in the hood. Right. Aye, like, Fred Rose's Rose gym's in Hollywood. Right. So, like, you're Aye. a five-minute walk for, like, the, the stars and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. This gym was no far away from Compton. <laughs> like, I look legit. Fuck. And it was, they were all the nicest people in the world. Were they? Aye. Aye. All, like, all, like, they were all, like, Mexicans and hanging, all Latina, and they were all, they could all go for it. One of this gym had produced so many world champions, and it was just a, just a wee hut. Who had fought out of this gym? Anybody oh, you could like, remember? Yeah, right? all, all like different Mexican fighters, Oscar, so many people, all different world champions, and then they were just all sitting and we get took to this gym in this, this hood, man. I remember because we went for that gym to Compton. Uh-huh. We, we just wanted to see Compton. Uh, they don't tell you to stay away from there? Like, here's, who's a, these white guys we're going to know? <laughs> we're, we're driving through Compton and then we're like, you're just thinking to yourself, what the fuck? Yeah, everybody, it was actually spot on, you know what I mean? Is it? We'll just you on the day, but going up, mate. Ah, no, definitely. We get out, but we're driving about. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll about? We went to McDonald's and that. In we, Compton? We've hi- hired, we hired, we, every year we went, we had this big, like, one of the big Escalade, big. Jeeps had like seven people, big black king. So I went up getting done in a drive-by. So Nathaniel and I, we were like, we want to get forties beside, there's a sign that says, welcome to Compton. Mm-hmm. We were all out getting forties and I was like, man, we're not getting robbed. But uh, we went we went to Compton on the way back and it was, it was good to see it. What was it like to see it? Did it look as bad Just as literally a street, a couple of streets where most of the shops all boarded up. Oh really? I does it Literally. look like you can like fucking quite poverty in? Can I'm, I can imagine at night time like I can imagine at night time that would be you could, I think it would obviously have been worse years and years ago. Aye. But I can still imagine there would be some shit going on. Ah, because if I you're wouldn't like to be driving a bit there. It's one of the places if night. you're cutting through there and they don't know you, <laughs> especially if you're white and like that, driving a big Jeep like couple of tourists, couple of tourists from Scotland, man, next thing you know. Who these mad guys talking this bad accent? We're boxers, are you? I ain't no bother. Give you your Luckily, we never had anything like that, but it was um, it was good. Then I says the last year we went, go through the airport and end up bumping into Greg Kentfield, Victor for still game, met him in London Heathrow. And I just like followed on Twitter and stuff, so I got talking to him, and then I was like, "Oh, where well, he's off to?" And they're like, oh, "We're going to LA." My dad's walked past, and he's like, "You want to come to the gym?" And I was in the back. 
What? He's like, he's like, we're all, we, they're all professional boxers, we're all going to the wild card to train, and that guy came was like, I would love to come, no bother, but then it's one of the, he's like, I'll send you a message, you're like, no bother, mate. Ah, I sound, mate. So get to, get to LA, check in, they'll find the next morning, get a message for Greg Kenfo. Well, what's the address for the gym, mate? So you wanted to come? You're like, you're like, shit, you're not, and then, sure enough, a couple of hours later, Swagger's into Fred the Rooks' gym and watches Ross Bar, him and his boy. I don't know. I think he liked sake. it over there because obviously nobody's watching Still Game and and Hollywood. So he's just kind of, he can just do what he wants to do. And rather, than, I can imagine if he goes to a gym in Glasgow, everybody's, oh, everybody's going to be asking for his. And he came and watched his Ross Bar, stayed for the whole day, chilled out, really, really nice guy, sat and watched all the sparring, sat and spoke to my dad, watched his all, got photos with his all, and hanged on, class. Decent, did they not get in for a few rounds, no? Nah, I don't think anybody... Was your dad trying to coax him into it, no? Nah, I don't think... I don't Come in and get your gun punched he, in. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't want any of that smoke, man. <laughs> he, was just, he was just chilling, man. That would have been heavy humbling to get battled in front of your wee boy, you know what I mean? <laughs> his wee boy, man, his wee boy's about 18 fit. Is he? Ah, <laughs> he's huge. Wait, is he? Well, was he? I don't know, back then, I'm guessing, he must have been like 18 or 19, I'm guessing. Oh, he's a wee boy, I it was wee boy, but he was a big man. But the two of them just sat and just watched his barn. But there's no very, you can't just, you, if you didn't know, you can't just walk into that gym and watch his barn because it's downstairs. Right. So, like, because my, my dad says to you, if Red Roger says, obviously, one of your mates, he's an actor and stuff, and he's like, not a problem. They come in and watch, get first access to all different barn class. Really, eh? <laughs> class, man. Is it, see, what are they like with cameras and shit? Are you at team no, with the stairs? No chance. Even in old gym or any gym. There's no video. Is there no? no, no. no. What if you wanted to video yourself? Nah. Nah, how no? Because you know, no video, you wouldn't video people. Listen, listen, don't get me wrong. My dad, if he would be when he wouldn't do it, but like, I would, we would never, we just always had that thing, we would own video spam. Really? Oh, Hang well, we used to do, we used to do when we were amateurs and stuff, but when we have like, even if you go into our pro and somebody's got your phone, you're like, don't get me wrong, somebody can take the odd pictures, right. but if we saw, if we were in a somebody's gym and somebody came to your gym and they're standing with our phone, like, no chance. Make sure chance. you're not video. But that's the same. That's a, just a gym rule. That, oh, that's so is that a that's, general rule? That's kind of like in most gyms, they, they wouldn't want anybody to film. Just the sparring, but obviously if you want to hit the bag and like... Aye, hit, hit the bags and pads and all that. Aye, but aye, just but the sparring. Just the sparring, aye. You wouldn't, you wouldn't watch... Don't get me wrong, everybody takes videos of hitting the pads and bags. That's not a thing, but watching videos sparring, it's just like an unwritten, unwritten rule. Unless it's like gym. And you're sparring too, like if I, if Nathaniel was sparring Reagan or two of my dad's boxers, he would video it because the two of them for the same stable. Right, 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 right. So do you know so what I mean? But it's not as if they're going to be facing each it's other. It's not as if you're going to be facing each other. It's not as if somebody's going to be going away and showing it to somebody else because you aye. can trust the people in your gym. But aye. it's it's like a it's like a other world to be fair. Is but in America, aye. even in all these TV shows and all that, they don't film the spar. They all right. say that phones away. There's no, even Mayweather's gym and everybody. The first thing when they do when the spawns about to start, everybody's the same. Phones away, which is a great thing because I think what I did, mad spawn clips. I couldn't get heavy letters for any reason. Well, you did see, you did see them. Aye, that's how but, you always hear. Like, I so and so get get dropped in spawn, they get knocked in spawn. You're like, see, right, is that a so, walk? So, so, so gym stories, you know what I mean? But what happens in a gym? A gym, gym's not a fight. Right. Anybody can win. Anybody can win in a spa. Mm. You can. Punch fucking everybody, knock ten people out and spawn, but you don't get in for it. That's the thing. That's what they say. We a lot. You get a lot of fighters. I think Tyrone Woodley was a prime example. Uh, he used to fight in the USC. If you don't know who it is, but uh, you would get fighters like they'd go in and they'd spar, they'd leather every cunt in the gym. They'd be fucking dynamite as soon as they go into the arena and they in front of a crowd. Aye. They flap. They're just a different fighter Aye. because and they've got all the lights and all that shit on them. Two different sports. Two different things. You know. Sorry, Dan. It's what it says. So you can leave it on the gym. Mm-hmm. 
which is a, it's a thing it can happen because it is a nervous thing but people would just put sparring clips and all that we've done it as amateurs and stuff but like you get people put it on it's like people think liberties and all that like, uh, it's not going to get you any no is it fuck you man? get people getting with your cameras hidden in their jumpers and all that you can just tell like the way they're videoing Would it they can't try that? I'm guessing so aye they would oh, right, just say that, so aye, but that's go for some footage aye, because people because if you whip out a phone Somebody's, right, tell, somebody's telling you to put it away. Ah, uh, right, I see, I see. And that's, and that's just a right thing to do, you know? Ah, uh, of course, of course, man. Can't be giving away the secrets, man, uh, especially if some kids are getting into fucking massacre or something, can't uh, you know what I mean? Especially getting into a big fight, you know what I mean? Uh, the, the difference between somebody knowing your tactics and somebody knowing. That's it. That's it. It gives him an advantage that they shouldn't have. Right, definitely. Right, I'm it. <laughs> but gives an insight into how your life began, man, how you found yourself finding your way into boxing, man, because we've heard a, a few stories about, well, you've been kind of pro it. Your height or your most active man, but let us let us know the real Joe. Where did you come from? Where did you start? So, are you sick of that decrepit old dust collecting, beetle crushing, disgusting dirt dump you call a carpet? Does your flooring look like a sumo wrestler's been doing the Gangnam style? No filling these potholes. Are you scunnered with the scutting? Does your floorboards need a jacket? Then I've got just the thing for you. HFM flooring are the grand masters at caressing the underside of your soles with the finest, most plushest fabrics ever to grace the market. They fit carpets so soft, you'll soak into it like Ewan McGregor and that scene for trains button. They also do laminate flooring that will restore the style back beneath your feet. Boosh! They also provide LVT and vinyl flooring, which is waterproof, slip resistant and suitable for use with underfloor heating. And if you're somebody that likes to kick back in the garden, but you're allergic to cutting grass, or you blame the hay fever. HFM flooring also installs premium artificial grass, which is easily installed, fade resistant UV protected, has inbuilt drainage to flush out any water, and is pet friendly. All measures and estimates are free. That's right, free. And if you use promo code 50, you'll get 5% off. HFM Flooring is located at Unit 5, 219 Govan Road, Glasgow. G51 to HJ. You can contact them directly by telephone on 0141 239 9123. Or you can check out their website www.hfm carpets and flooring .co.uk or you can message them directly via social media on either Facebook or Instagram at HFM Carpet Flooring. HFM will fit the flooring that your feet will be adoring. We grew up in the Gobbles, been there all my life, loved it, still there. Just in the nice part now in Oatlands. I said the gobbles is like, as fuck. Gobble, Not uh, one tenement to be seen. It's like the Dubai of Glasgow now. So <laughs> everything's, <laughs> everything's all nice. No, but, uh, like desert. We, uh, we grew up there. Uh, so my dad boxed. He just he had like 16 or 17 amateur fights. He just didn't like need the boxed in the family before that. Right. He just went to a boxing gym and just loved to have a scrap right I see and get into, went to a boxing gym he went to the one and then four and out I was a wee chubby guy like seven eight year old but I always done the pads with my dad like for years was always I could always punch and I could always do hangy then got to about eight or nine I started I was chubby man I was fat as then 
and they go there like 10 and then basically my dad made the decision that I was going to be a boxer right I so see how did you feel about this decision <laughs> at the time <laughs> did I have one <laughs> really yeah, gym, I couldn't play football I couldn't run man I was a wee chubby goalkeeper man just getting balling shots on his man. <laughs> so that was not I wasn't really like that I couldn't run useless so my dad went to a, went to a big fun as a gym started thing it was called Deniston uh, Deniston when it was, happened the gym happened to be in Deniston oh, so, funny that, <laughs> <laughs> so Deniston ABC so started started there into this old church thing man just hunters are just all wee guys you walk in everybody just growling at you you've just got to go on mate nah, you know, you just, so you're in you're doing the thing people taking on the pads you're hitting the bags and then I was just a bit weird and I didn't like it you know what I mean because I was a wee chubby guy and you don't feel the same you're not as faster you're not as skinny as other people and blah blah you're going into the spar and the first few spars, man, people are parting, you're like, ah, fuck this, nah, man. Nah, I know, I'm a fucking wee guy, I'm getting punched nah, out of here. I didn't really like it for the first while, but to be fair, I stuck at it. Then had my first fight, going, I had my first exhibition, sorry, I must have been like, maybe I was 10. Don't think you could fight till you were 11, so I must have had my first fight at 11. Or else, vice versa, maybe it was 9, I had my, it was one of the two. So we had an exhibition mm-hmm. in the Smiths Hotel in Kirk and Tullock. Get by these big, mad black shorts on. A vest on that's too big for us, man. My fucking wee fat tits. I've put them at the side of the vest and all that. <laughs> the vest is all taped because it's that big for us. I'm doing an exhibition and it was good just to get named the ones. So it was a boy versus another boy for the club. Named the ones. The two years when you get a trophy and all that. So done that. Was it named the ones? What do you mean? Named the next year only. We were only ten year old, so you're just like spar. Oh, it's so a spar on a show just to get you. So like, there's no right. He won, you lost. No, no. It's just it's just to get his experience for the when he's when you do go right. to do it. See, just to kind of it's fighting in front of. Sorry, we were doing all the sparring, uh, but this time you're doing it in front of people having a drink. Uh, so right, the first fight on and Smith Hotel and Cock and Talk and everybody's clapping and all that. Two years got a trophy, a fucking buzzing. We don't know It wasn't until a year later then we had the first fight first fight I was like 52 kilogram bear in mind this must have been I was, I'm was. i sure it was either 10 or 11 but this must have been 52 kilos bear in mind my last fight when I was 31 I was 55 kilos that's fucking mental do you know what I mean so in fucking how many years 15 so, years or something so 52 kilos man box, turn up to the this this ring <laughs> box this big the boy must have been about 8 fit I was a wee chubby guy man and he's Battled my cooking content. And your first fight, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was game, but one thing I was, wasn't the most skillful, but I was game as in. Mm-hmm. I would go ahead with anybody. And that was just just going ahead, man, just running forward, windmilling. Every time I was windmilling, I was getting heat jabbed at me because the guy was just massive. <laughs> I just using his uh, fucking. But with things. that, I got beat, first fight, got beat, and then I thought to myself, it was a buzz, you know what I mean? But so. Do so you actually just enjoyed the fighting aspect? I just hang so that what I done from that, my dad was like, you can't just go and get beat or anything. You can you hang so from that, I lose like I lost like a stone and a bit, just fell off. Cause it was just just chub, chubby wee guy. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Next fat. thing you know, I had my I had the next fight was in Glen Rothes, forty four kilogram this time, one, what a buzz. No, really. Uh, I actually, actually experienced winning this time. Then you win again, then you win again, and before you know it, you're just kind of going through the amateur stages. A wee boys, you're kind of going through. Then before you know it, you're going to the Scottish Championships, the Western District Championships. You win them, and you're like, that's fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> fucking phone and getting hundreds of money off people and that, because you get winning. Oh, yeah, so you get, not did that. you get paid for it at that point? No, or? just family members. Oh, every time you win. Just, just kind of like, and if, if, if I won, my dad would always buy you know, your new getting up to the Scottish Championships. I always like to have the best of kits on. Yeah. My dad would always have to go through, buy you new kits and buy you new things. If you win, you get you used to get 
my dad buys Chani's or a trackie or oh, just right. just give so you incentive, you, you know what I mean? And my granny they give you money and all that shit, so it was fucking brilliant. So kind of went through and that was didn't really take it seriously, that was just your ho- a ho- like a hobby as a wee guy, do you know what I mean? People went to football training, I went yeah. boxing. Uh-huh. people back then probably never thought I would do what I'd, what I've done now or going on to as much. People just knew me wee boxer. But that, how far can you go with? Do you know what I mean? Ah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't until I was like fifteen or sixteen, and then boxing for Scotland and stuff, and then you just kind of had first fight. Instead, I got to stay in standard grades in school. I ended up going to the European Championships in Italy, fighting out in the beach in Sardinia at night time. Unbelievable! Like what an experience. Thought I'd go out fighting the Scottish Championships, British Championships. You win all them for all the years, and you just think I'm fucking bro, I'm dynamite. This was like your first eye-opening test to go to experience with people at your own age, but the elite of the elite. Aye. So we went to the European Union Championships and I was in Sardinia in Italy. Got through against Turkey. That's what it is. God, I'm going to smash this. My dad's on the phone. He was obviously, he was just always a coach, but you've got Scotland coaches and all different things. So we we a couple of guys earlier, got through against Turkey, man. Oh, I got leathered. <laughs> was that your first kind of experience at like, uh, international competition aye and the first experience it was such an eye opener was it how aye. so because I was a wee white as anything reasonable I was still quite chubby but no no as chubby as what I was but I still had a wee bit of chubby wee baldy chubby white person <laughs> fighting this absolute machine of a, a Turkish guy with a heavy chest <laughs> biceps on triceps <laughs> I was across the ring for him like what the fuck he's no 14 was <laughs> <laughs> he meant to be 14 the cunt well, he, he was but he just just Four, 14 mile test a week no, <laughs> the cunt, oh first round got it man I tried to land a few jazz few things man everybody just bouncing off him man next thing you know he's just ragdolling me up at the ring don't get me wrong he's using you as a punch bag ah, he beat me on points I still I always go I never never give up hanging like that but mm. I beat me on points but it kind of gave me an eye opener as if to say if you, at this level you've kind of got to you can get away with it in Scotland but that doesn't mean anything it's it's this yeah, you need to step up so he comes back again in the story doing the line so as we, I got Mehmet Topcan he was just an absolute machine but he was in a kind of eye opener so this must have been this is either 2006 2007 what age were you back then? I must have only been 15 so you were 15 so what would you see like, your life outside that because 15 like, is like fair you started when you were 7 I was 50 kilogram then uh, 50 so, and then to you were 15 what was your life outside of boxing like were you kicking about or are you hanging about with the troops or that no, or I was you just I did that. disciplined I grew up in the, in the gobbles I was obviously hanging about the schemes and that but I'd, I'd never drank right so I was parrying you know, dad who does because <laughs> he was a coach you know what I mean so everybody can I go could... like other people go in for the gym and then the coach is in the, in the house. I oh, doesn't know what's happening. Every time I was going to hang I was like, cause there was only 15 years between me and my dad, you know what I mean? Aye. So he was still boxing, training at the same time that I was. Mm-hmm. So I was going to like him, like, for, or before I was going out, or before I was going anywhere, and he'd be like, ah, mum will spar in the room. And our spare room, we used to stay in the high flats and the goggles. This must have, I must have been about 13 or 14. I mean, my dad used to go for it, man. But an actual spa. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, he's no gone fucking for it. Well, does, he obviously doesn't, but he's always trying to take me with body shots. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to put you away. But, aye, but he used to always just spar us, man. Funny. I did, aye. Aye, brilliant. 
Did, did, did it never feel weird at any point? Did you know that? See, like, speaking to your pals, did they name go, ah, right, we don't I wish it was your dad. Oh, work now. I wish you we, we got to take you to the football. I don't know what you're doing. Can hate me sparring my dad six rounds <laughs> in the spare room, but it was fucking brilliant. You know I mean, so then when I say, so he used to always, when we were training at the same time and stuff, so he used to always make me, as I said, I hated running. Couldn't run to save myself. We chubby guys, so he used to always take me out running, running the of green and all that kind of stuff. And they'd be like, if you can't keep up, you're getting left. <laughs> so like, we would be on the other side of the guys of green, I'd wait the guys of green for up it, she's not in the back end to keep up, man, they'd just run away. Would they just run away and leave you? I know, I would just have to just get myself him. Don't get me wrong, I send the gobbles, if you're like, you know whatever it is, Aye. but I would just have to get yourself him, and I was like, oh, fuck Did yeah. that ever happen? Oh, plenty of times, I don't know, we walk in pure raging, <laughs> man. I'd just run away from you? I know, I'm no fucking, I'm walking, I'm not running him, man, pure raging. <laughs> My mate got to get him, and my mate's like, where's Joseph, man? My dad's like, left the fat cut. <laughs> I'm just tracking about the guys at Green. But then years later, that's what made me such a good runner and so competitive at running. Right. I became a machine at running. So that kind of just installed something positive Something in, in my mindset. Now and every time when me and my dad used to go running, he went on a bike. Oh, did he? I <laughs> shout back. <laughs> he didn't want any He want the smoke. He didn't want that smoke. Yeah, but don't get me wrong, my dad's... So what is my dad now? He must be 48. Uh, and he's still out he runs every morning does he? Is his knees no knackered? up up, up Kafkin Glaze Green no matter whatever him and him and him and his staffy just looking for fights <laughs> really? but the staffy are <laughs> him looking for fights? both them. <laughs> anybody anybody either just poor dog walker get him, and his, him and his mate have ran for years every morning he's out, out 6 in the morning no matter what running 3 or 4 miles every, every single day as fit as anything training Fuck. so we train in the gym Say we were in the gym at 12 o'clock, he's in at 11. Oh, is he? Training himself. Right. We're in the gym at 1, he's in at 20. He's in, he's always, he's right, always so fit. he's still physically active? Always, aye. He's heavy gone for it all the time. Uh, did he no drink, no? Never. When Never. Nanny's heavy, I think that's why I've no, do you know yeah, what I mean? And then, so it's not as if you've always been around it. But then even though, I, even though I've still got the same, even though I've grew up in the Gobbles, I went to school in Kings Park, so all, all my mates have still got, I've still got the same group of pals, as which I had back then, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like we grew up there but everybody for the gobbles have always backed us Aye. which is something you don't usually see ah, somebody for know, fun, usually man? somebody somebody doing well like, he's a prick he's ah, a, yeah, I get all the people also. for the scheme no matter what they always they've always backed us I've never had any trouble I've never been in steep fights not, never had nothing they not never get pro- usually people you think oh you get pressured into drinking or pressured into nothing everybody's always in spot on and then We'll talk about like getting it loves the Commonwealth Games and it's fighting in your home city all the years down the line. When I'm thinking back then, that's not in my mindset. Do you know what I mean? Like when I'm only like 14, 15, that's 10 years away. Mm. It's no, you don't think that. You're but just thinking here and there. Vision, no, like. You, are you just taking it a fight at a time? A fight at a time. You're just right. kind of going through the thing because you've got to win to get to box for Scotland. You've got to win the Scottish Championships every year. Mm. So you can't have any laps. You know what I mean? Right. And they come across every March. Mm-hmm. So you fight on the march and then that's what sets you up on the international tournaments for the rest of the year. Right. And it happens again and again and again. So I won 10 Scottish titles. I won it every year I entered it. Oh, did you? Eh? Oh, definitely. I won it f- schoolboy, youth, schoolboy, junior, then youth. And then I, I, I can't remember. I've won, I won five straight Scottish senior titles in a row, which is quite hard today. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of got me in a position to to get me where I was, you know what I mean? Ah, uh, of course, of course. So take me back to when you were in Sardinia, you suffered that loss to that Turkish guy. <laughs> I can't, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. Mehmet Topkan. Mehmet Topkan. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, something else. I was yeah, like, I'll end up fucking yeah, saying something and sounding like a fucking racist <laughs> or something, man. <laughs> but so where did it go for there? Like, so did you get go back into the gym with us, right? Back to my, back to my dad, like, fuck me, man, just get leathered. 
and he's like, ah, you've got it today, so you go for that, so I'm, I'm sure I was 15, so then you go, so I'm, I'm not a youth yet, I'm still a, still a junior, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean, so it's hanging, yeah. so then, I, that was right, because 16 to 18 is youth, yeah. then anything over 18, that's you, mm-hmm. 18 to 35, mm-hmm. so I go from there, and then, what did I do, that was 2007, then I go into the Wisner Western District Championship stuff, and then the next year that's you into youth level. But when you're in a youth level, you can still enter senior competitions in Scotland, like the Western Districts and stuff. Right. So when I was 17, all kind of changed. You had the, it was a weird structure of boxing in Scotland. It was like different coaches took you. So we didn't have like a national coach at the time. Right. Then all, like all gets announced, different people come in. Guy called Richard Thomas comes in. He was spot on. He actually passed away. He was some, he was some some guy. He kind of structured it, and I did. Well, he was more like a business sense. The the boxing at every age group. Right. We all get a budget, which had never been happened, but it was probably the best thing that's ever happened because no. now that's what's now got the structure today, and it's all came from like his way he started it. So what was it like before? What mental man? Oh, just I. It was just a chaos. It wasn't run very good. So <laughs> this guy. So they've got all these people doing the gyms. You go to Scotland training. Scotland training was like every Sunday in a different gym throughout the west of Scotland. Mm. Motherwell, whatever. So like people from Edinburgh, Glasgow, everybody comes. And the best goes to the, the competitions. You got the best of sponsors. That's what you, you, you. That's what makes it. Right. So everybody's in all these gyms. So one Sunday we all go to a gym called New York Hill. Or different coaches or different boxers or other places. So you've got this guy from Liverpool comes up. Guy called Kem Smith. When Everton training tap on, nobody's ever heard of this guy, Scouser, and he's just like that to every single person, coaches, boxers, he's like, use it or shite. <laughs> 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 and looking back now, like, it sounds fucked, Aye. but it was right. So what was the thing with behind right. him just saying cunts were shite? Because he turned up and said everybody was he shite. He had a thing, is every bo- everybody in Scotland fought the same. You all used to watch Braveheart and just think he's all just walk forward. Nice. It made sense. Uh-huh. See, but nobody did ever thought about it. Do you know what I mean? Right, I so see. like we just used to turn up to these training camps and everybody would just spar each other. I just start and, fucking weaning that, each other. That's, that's how it went. And then by the time you go to a fight, you're just fucked. So this he comes in, just basically says, use the rush eight. And everybody's like, ah, all right, kill me. Then it, but it upset, on, mate. <laughs> upset a lot of people. Like Aye. a lot of people like for all different things. Well, like boxers and such coaches but it, are. But it's coaches because all these coaches are old school. Aye, fifteen so rounds, on, fifteen rounds on the bags, ten mile runs, fifteen fucking rounds span. He's like, ah, nah. He's like, you just need to learn how to box. You need to learn how to do computer. And it was, it was it was computer scoring. So it's you get a point to land on a certain punch of the glove. If you land with a weight part of the knuckle, that registers as a point. So we would just be like, oh, go ahead and country just box the heat off us and you, you beat stupid and it happened to everybody at every level don't get me wrong you had the odd one coming through all different years that would do really well and going but for the most part it was the kind of the same mm-hmm. it wasn't gone anywhere he came in and broke everything down like mental so a lot of the coaches didn't take it but my dad became a coach with him became his mate and learnt from him so much so that he took my dad and all the Scotland trips with him yeah. along with another few guys so like that's where you've got like me coming through, Boy Aston Brown, Josh Taylor, um, Lewis Benson. You had a whole host of different fighters all coming through at the same time now, mm-hmm. and it all got broke down. And he used to break everything down, and he just made us box the way he wanted to box. Right. There was no sparring. We get made to stand in front of a mirror. No sparring. He made us stand in front. Of, he put he put two bits of tape on the ground like in a cross, Aye. and made us 
work on our footwork for hours at a time. Really, eh? And we were like, everybody's like, this is so shit. People were not really lying. On back then, it was like, you didn't have so much the social media, like Facebook and Twitter and everybody. This is back in 2008 or something. Mm-hmm. And everybody used to have all these boxing forms. And countries would just come on with fake names and just slaughter them. Didn't know, them like doesn't know what he's talking about. This cunt's a prick, man. He's just fucking making everything. <laughs> just like boxers or coaches, mixture. Aye, everybody, because they were thinking. But then it worked massively because it took a year. Then between the 2008 and that 2008 was like the learning year. You still boxed in all the fights. He came. He used to stay in a boat in Kirk and Turk, and then he had a, a wee a wee van. He had a mattress in the back of it, and he just toured about. Just going to different gyms, just telling people they were shite. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking hero. Then meet you on a Sunday, and he would make you do all your footwork, all your things, and then true enough, become became you, you learnt his style. Took a year to implement it. Then the year between two thousand nine and two thousand ten, I was a different animal. Really? For, the, for the better for all the better totally transformed I you just transformed me everything for the for boxing to boxing on the back foot for counter punching to punching hard to believing in yourself that was mm. the biggest part what did he do was that just like the kind of the thing that helped you believe he yourself or did he implement he, he implement he just pl- implemented that much confidence in you like if you were to do something on the pads you'd be like that shit and you'd be like that is shit because it, before you would they would say that to you mm-hmm you would just do the same thing and make uh, the same mistakes and it, ma- it made sense mm-hmm. and it changed he changed the, he changed the dynamic of, of a lot of us a lot of us a lot of us owe my, owe my lot yeah. and my dad who you don't admit to this day he's the one thing you learnt learnt everything after really eh? unbelievable so did, did people kind of fall off the wagon oh room, so many did cunts go oh, fuck this cunt fuck doesn't him. know what he's talking about he just turned up to cunts gyms in a van and just tell an Everton strip and just telling them they were shit. <laughs> but best thing best thing that ever happened to me was him coming into that thing just in terms of and in that year of 2009, I had like 37 fights. I won five gold medals all over the world. Boxed, won like three or four silver medals as well. Boxed at the highest level. So I'd won, like two, won a tournament in Croatia, won a tournament in Finland, all gold medals, won the Scottish Championships, won a couple, of, won, won a duel against France, won another one. So I'd went like 15 or 16 fights undefeated. Mm-hmm. Went down to the British Championships in Liverpool. Well, it's his home city, do you know what I mean? So yeah. he's down there. Beat, the English champion then beat the Welsh champion so I was a British champion at a youth so I was, I was like fuck me I'm fucking flying mm-hmm. so I went to a tournament in Germany box <laughs> flying like I, I was like I'm on I was like I'm just a machine by this we're just winning gold medal after gold medal boxed a good sitting <laughs> so we're all sitting in Germany so you've got me as you say Josh Taylor and stuff we're all sitting there with wee boys all go over so we're, the night before they draw you're sitting in a big hole and they draw the draw comes out of who you're going to get draw against quarterfinal semi-finals mm-hmm. so my dad's sitting there my dad Kev Smith we're all there and he's sitting there and the draw comes out and I'm sitting like that Joham Bantam at this point I'm 54 kilogram comes up Joham boom red corner boom draw against Mehmet Topkan for Turkey fuck <laughs> off man so you're I'm fucking, like how long ago after it was he, he bet so that's three year so it was three years three years so three years makes a, a massive that. difference so it goes but three years that is like I'm a different a, a different animal mm-hmm. different everything I'm only I'm four kilos heavier but I'm just a different mm-hmm. everything do you know what I mean so threw against him man I'm like oh for fuck's sake man I'm going to get my cunt punched again. <laughs> but at this point it's a different thing I've got my dad in it my dad's in the corner it's a different thing so we go over 
first fight, man, right again against him, he just walked towards me, man, just seen me and just thought, I'm going to absolutely smash this kind of again. Came out, I remember, I think he just came out and he just opened up on me and I was against the ropes and I just remember step, but at this point I'm like, I'm confident myself, years Aye. before I would, you would panic and fluster, didn't affect me, touched him, stepped back, backhand, and his legs buckled, and he shot himself. Like for the rest of the fight, he didn't throw punches. Really, eh? It was it was the weirdest thing in the world, and I, I won the fight like four one in points because as soon, soon as I land, plus I, it didn't want to do anything, mm. and it was it was the weirdest. Do you think it was about that? I just think in you and that first punch that you were a different fighter. Do you think? I don't know. It was just it was. I think I just caught him with a good shot. Just took the wind. And I think I and it, I don't get expected, but I won I won the fight, and that was I was like. It's just weird like how things come run about the circles. Aye. But that boy's always won, it'd always come back. And I was like, fucking brilliant. So I beat him, then I beat somebody else, then I beat a very good Hungarian boy who, who was winning as well, and this is the semi finals. I beat him. And the other side of the draw was this Russian, we smaller guy. And I was like, I, I was, I, my, by this point, I think I'd went like 19 fights undefeated. I was flying. I was like, I'm gonna absolutely smash this fucking cunting into the ring the next day and the next day for the final oh my god he's still to this day in the top three or four people for top between the top five boxers I've ever been in with he's one of them he smashed my cunning <laughs> oh he <laughs> brought me lesson. he brought me down to what I needed to be I don't know what I just assumed that I would walk through him or I'd be too big for him and so Jenk, your head was kind of get, you're getting ahead of yourself but, but, so just the confidence way, was just reaching but, to a point where your ego was way, you've got over. you've got to have that because if you don't have it nobody else is going to have it for you aye, aye. oh I remember everything he, everything I tried today he had an answer for it he could box southpaw orthodox forward back oh he lettered me so I remember getting back to the corner in the fourth round and I was like I was so frustrated I was I think I was nearly greeting in the corner and my dad's like you're just going to have to put it, put it on him like, you're going to have to like adjust to what you're doing and I went out and I just rem- always remember still to this day in like the first 20 seconds I punched him in the balls <laughs> just to try hang him and all that done aye and all that done was make him more mad and they just battered me even more for the rest of the fight <laughs> <laughs> and I always remember that but one thing I learnt from him which I still to this day my nose was burst in, the, in the, the last round and on the blind side of the referee he had velcro gloves on Mm. And he put the velcro bit in my gloves and was rubbing all the blood in my eyes and all that. And he was done like, that? The Russian. And he was laughing at me. But was it? But, but was it in a clinch or what? Ah, in a clinch. So oh. in the blind side of the referee. Oh, right. was so rubbing he was on him. starting to play a bit. <laughs> <dirty, laughs> I right? punched him the winning. I just made him more angry and then he just wanted to, oh, and he, he, fair enough. He, I, mean, I was like, but don't get me wrong, he was unreal. The next year, the next the next couple of months, we've got the European Championships. Don't get me wrong, it didn't do anything to my thing because the next month, we go to the European Championships in Poland. And I got drew against a European champion for the couple of years before for Ukraine, and I beat him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, it doesn't affect. And I get drew against a boy for Azerbaijan, and he beat me one no one points. Did he? Aye. So between four two minute rounds, the judges said that one punch landed in eight minutes between the two of us, and he beat one no. But so that one punch was the difference between you getting one no. Who the fuck's gonna beat one no one points? And and he, don't get me wrong, I was like, fucking devastated, but. The, that Russian boy who beat me the previous month in Germany, he went on to win it. He was oh, did he, aye? Machine Is he still active now? No, he just disappeared. That's what happens to a lot of the Russians. They just, there's that many, they're, they're so good, and they just kind of get, they'll be so, they'll win everything, then they'll disappear. Really, aye? That's weird. But he's, back then, still to this day, the top five boxer I've ever been in me, he was right. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So it goes for that, then dust yourself down, you go to the, Europe, you go to the European Championships, got lost to that boy 1-0, now, once that ends, that's in August, that's now me, a senior. Right. 
So I'm like, so there's a shoe boxing punch dads basically <laughs> <laughs> fighting guys all done with that and that now. So first tournament, go to the go to the Tamar tournament in Finland, flying. Had first first tournament, four fights, three wins, got a silver medal, my first senior tournament. Right, and I was like, ah, this is easy. Go to Macedonia, train again, two fights. This time I won a gold medal. But these countries are going to these fucked up countries, Macedonia and Bosnia and all these different. I boxed in for like thirty-five different countries all the world. Really, I mean, Scotland. Well, it was unbelievable. It was, just, it was opening your, your mind to other cultures as well. To everything. But don't get me wrong. You didn't really see. You seen some some of the odd day, but most of the days you were just going to plane, hotel, fight a cunt, him. Next day, hotel, venue, fight another cunt. <laughs> That's how it works. So, you never so really at the end of the of... tournament, you have a day before you go home. You kind of see different things. But yeah, in amateur boxing, you've got to every day you fight, you've got to weigh in. So mm. you can never like go enjoy your food. Ah, uh, I, I suppose. And after that year, I just kind of push on. That was my first year at senior. That was in two thousand nine. Then that's me a senior. So one two one a silver and a gold medal. And that the end of that year, then two thousand ten. Enter the senior Scottish Championships, win that, that's a big thing day as well. Mm. Then later on that year, bang, go to Commonwealth Games. Then that's that's you, that's it. Uh, kind of go back once once, once, then. once then once that's that's it, that's boxing's your your life now. Uh, you know I mean? Had you accepted this was my life? We must interrupt this podcast for a breaking announcement. There has been numerous reports in the area of a beauty bomb ready to glow up. And it's going to blow away you beauty therapists one appointment at a time. Why? Do you conduct business correspondence with clients via DMs? Are you sick of late cancellations costing you money? Do you just wish you could provide your service without worrying if the client has the cash at hand? Oh, I need to go to the bank. Well, I have a solution to your confusion. Glow Out is a service that aims to alleviate the stress involved between a client and the technician booking their appointments. Glow Out makes it easy for clients to see appointments, to book them and to pay. It takes deposits and it gets late cancellation fees, which means you won't lose out in any money. Clients can pay by card or using Apple Pay. Glowout is also partnered with payment processor Stripe. Glowout also helps you manage your bookings easily by using your calendar. The busier you get, the more stressful it is to keep track of who you've actually got coming in and when. Glowout will help you do that. On Glowout, you'll also be able to show off your portfolio, showing off your previous work so clients can check out what you've done in the past. It will also be implementing a feature in the very, very near to be future which will connect to your Instagram profile page. You will also be featured on the Glowout website. You'll be visible to potential clients in the local area. You'll also have access to your own admin panel where you can see the account balance, generate reports and turn your hobby into a business. Glowout is basically a just eat for beauty appointments. Can he beat the convenience, can you? The mobile app for iOS and Android is coming soon. But in the meantime, for $5.99 a month, you will have access to all these features. But if you sign up using 50 promo code, you will get the first three months free. You can't like that for a bargain, can you? Give your business the glow up. It needs to blow up and glow up before you glow out. At this point. I don't get me wrong, I still had a, had a job at the time, it was like a metal stud partitioner. Like, I'm a joiner the new, but back then I was like, I quit the apprenticeship because I had to... I had to what was your apprenticeship you were doing? It was called metal stud partitioner. Oh, so it was with my dad's company. Oh, so right. it wasn't so as if No, he still works for the same company that oh, this happened. Right, right, it was right, just right. an office, they had a joiner side. Right, right. Like a thing, so I got a hang for that. Didn't work out on my own things, I left. So I, 
I'll get into the thing. So this is in 2010. So I still worked in 2010. Went to Commonwealth Games. They gave me the time off. Went to the games. Didn't work out for me. Had had one fight in the last 16. When it, and this was in India. Went into the fight. Was five points up getting into the last round. Got a bad clash. He got a bad head knock. And collapsed. Came out the ring. Got, lost, the, lost the fight by one point. Came out the ring. Was talking to the BBC. And collapsed and woke up in hospital. Like <laughs> collapse for the head knock. I don't know. I mean, the between the head knock, dehydration, heat, mm, exhaustion. Uh, the fight was a fucking war. Uh, is that a different thing you need to get accustomed to as well? Like the humidity in certain countries. I like that was like uh, for the gobbles. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's no like forty. Well, jump like, into the steam room in the like, fucking gobbles. Like, leisure like centre. Forty degrees and then this, this venue was so. And don't get me wrong, I think it was more the fight. And the guy elbowed me, like, in a, obviously it's not intentional, but in a class, I, I was like, a knock inside, Aye. and I had a big massive lump in the head. Fucking hell. And I came out the ring, and I remember talking to the guy in the BBC, and that's the last thing I remember. Did I you feel up, it coming on? No, I woke up in hospital. Aye, fuck, see? Yeah. How long after did you collapse? Did I think you it was like up? a day. So it was a full day with you I think for? so, I, I was out, I was thinking I was coming about, and I just remember waking up like, whoa. Fuck's sake, man. Big massive lump. So what was it you collapsed of? What did they diagnose it as? It was just like a concussion. Right, so was it the concussion you collapsed or was it a mixture of things? I think it was, a mixture. Con- I think it was more the heat and the exhaustion, the exhaustion of the, the fight as well. But yeah. then when we've done that, you live and learn, you know what I mean? You ah, kind no, of just dust yourself down and you go. But it was some experience getting to the Commonwealth Games. Most people, you go to a Commonwealth Games and that's, just, that's the pinnacle of amateur boxing in Scotland mm. because mm. the odds they got to the Olympics is very, very rare. Mm-hmm. So you get to the Commonwealth Games and then usually most people turn professional. But I was only either 18 or 19 I was still very young mm-hmm. then in my mindset the next Commonwealth Games is four years away but it's in Glasgow aye do you know what I mean so you can't turn pro and leave you can't no you can't get that coming up man so what was that four years did you say that four years is a long time in space aye, of boxing so, did got, it, so did you have to kind of make that decision like either you've got to continue at the highest level for four years you can't have any drop off a drop off and that's your fuck you, you give somebody the opportunity to take your position at your weight it's very hard to get back, do you know what uh, I mean? So, you dust yourself down, came back, had two fights in the Western District, won that, then that's it, you're into 2011 now. So the boy, boy in 2010, who won the Commonwealth Games, a boy called Sean McGoldrick for Wales, mm-hmm. he won the Commonwealth Games. So 2011, I win the Scottish Championships, as a, as a senior, I'm senior now, so I'm saying you win the Scottish Championships, bang, that's you. Now I go to the European Championships. Well, I think I had a couple of tournaments in between, Go to the European Championships is anchor in Turkey. First fight, first round. Hurt the guy with a right horn, snapped my horn. Fuck! How did you manage that? Just a bone, pure just that unlucky thing. The bone popped out my horn, as you can see. The still like a bone. It's all the ligaments move a bit and all that. But Ooh. so that got cracked. Get flew home for Turkey. That's you. I was going to Napa the week later. That's what I always remember. I was like, I'm going to Napa with a cast on. Oh, know. <laughs> so go to Napa. We done all that. So you have the summer halfway. I Napa came back. This is now you the rest of the year. Had another couple of fights, and then you go to the British Senior Championships is in London. That was in November. That was in 2011. Go down there and end up winning that as a senior to being a British Senior Champion, which is hard. Mm. And the boy I beat in the final was the boy who won the Commonwealth Games the year before. Oh, really? Eh? Boy for Wales. I give you a confidence spot. It's a weird thing, fine. Do you know what I mean? You're just thinking, what, ha- what happens if the draw went your right way? And I'd done this then, but. In a year, see that year, the the the, the maturity that I earned in that year, I, I couldn't have done what I'd done in 2011 and 2010. 
I don't know. You need to do it in terms of maturity. Just in general, just the way, like, just my body shape, just my confidence, just just a whole host of different things. Like, the performance I put in in that final, I wouldn't have been able to do a year ago. Right, I see. Which is good that you learn from everything, do you know what I mean? So, then that cracks you on. From that, from me winning the 2011 GB Championships in London, I get offered to go into Team GB. And that's, that's, that's you getting offered that man. I've done it. You're like, that's actually a pinnacle. You could do now. Everybody wants to be a GB boxer, kicking about in your GB tracksuit. You know, <laughs> He's a little bit. Do you know what I mean? You just think you're like fucking the dawn. Nah, but did you notice see when you started to box for Team GB? See in terms of like the facilities, the training. Did you know it was an an upgrade, an increase? It's a different it's like, it's like boxing. It's like playing for Partick Thistle, then got to play for Man United. Right, really, a see, big difference. See in what fi- way? What did you if, notice? See the that facilities and I don't know. It's, it's like something you've never experienced before. Now Scotland is is up to it. We've got our own gym now, mm-hmm. but back then we didn't. Right, we were training in Madoc in random club gyms every Sunday and all that stuff. Whereas they have a centre. It's it's like a full leisure centre. Just right. their gym. It's game to game. They have access to everything. They've got about, they've got six rings. They've got running tracks. They've got their own accommodation. They've got the best of the bags. They've got the best of strength conditioning. They've got physios, psychologists. You name it, they have yeah, it. They're yeah, the best. Yes. That's why yes. they're, they're they're so good. Mm-hmm. Nah, of course you're going to need all that's that. That's why they're so good. Yeah. At the top level. But back then, that was that was in two thousand first two thousand eleven, and that was me. I was on that to two thousand thirteen, and it was a. Uh, it's good though, it's a good experience, mm. but I preferred being up here. I didn't like, How, I was, just, this was in Sheffield, so you had to move, you had to go down just, uh, every week or every second week, you had to go to Sheffield and stay down there for five days at a time. Right, I suppose it just a bit of homesickness, was it? I didn't even homesick, I was just like, you just missed like, even though I didn't drink, but you, you missed so much. Nah, socialising with ah, the pals, you're just kicking about your scheme and all that. Scotland, it's a fucking accent Just doing well. missing different things and all that, but... In a way, things, but then come back up 2013, left GB. Now, same idea, go to the European Championships, go to the World Championships, and this time the Commonwealth Games is now next year. Mm-hmm. This is when it gets. So it was approaching. Aye, this is when it gets proper. Everything now is game, aiming towards that now. Mm-hmm. Then, when that, go to the European Championships. Then the next year, go to the World Championships in Kaz- The next month, sorry, go to the World Championships in Kazakhstan. Now the boxing life's changing. Now the headguards come off. Right, first time. Was this a big? Did you feel notice a big difference in this? Aye, because it's a never done it. Right, so you'd never fought without a headguard before. Never, never. So how did you adjust ne- never to that? Never without a headguard on. Really? So how was the adjustment? It was weird. Do you know what I mean? Because you could see so much men in front of you. Cause, do you think it worked? It was better. But so many cuts happened. No, for mm-hmm. me personally, but a lot of just in general. Mm-hmm. But it, they've stuck with it, and I think it's for the best. It's, it's happened. Thanks so. How so? Aye, because it sets you up going to the pros. I suppose, I suppose, man. Do you know what I mean? So now, now you're going to the pros, aye, you're going to the pros and it sets you up. So they set in at the pros. So that was in 2013, then 2014, now that's Commonwealth Games. Mm-hmm. But still, so, your place is not cemented until you win the Scottish Championships. No, nah, so there's still that pressure to do This that. year, but the Scottish Championships is in the Velodrome, the Chris Hoy Velodrome, facing Park Heath. Uh-huh. That's in there. And it's like a proper running track stadium. There's like 6,000 people. And for a Scottish Amateur Championship, that's rare. That that would never happen again. Will it? No, 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 no. no for How, no. Where is it often in front of? Where's the kind of capacity? Maybe five, six hundred, seven hundred. This one had five. It was mental. Is that because it was gearing Such up for a, the Commonwealth Games? Now everybody had the Commonwealth Games buzz. Ah, I see, I see, and I see. Boxers got did a massive thing like by 
they promoted it so well, they had the best fight and the best by just by chance. No by fixing because nobody got robbed. Only one person, boy from my gym, Stuart should have maybe thought he'd better box one of my best mates lose. But two of my best pals, I can't, uh, I can't go again. But then Lewis is the boy from my best mate. But we kind of a lot of people thought Stuart beat Lewis, but uh, Stuart, I think he just chilled. But he ended up he comes back in the story. He turns professional was. But me and my dad, my dad trained me, Stuart, and a boy called Steph Lavelle. The three of us boxed in the same European, same thingies, and then the three is was were on the same different training camps and all the different things to go to the Commonwealth Games. Right. And uh, Stuart just missed out, but me and Steph went. Mm-hmm. But Steph got a bronze medal there. He boxed for my dad as well. So, oh, right, weird so Stuart missed out. But when um, we go to the go to the Scottish Championships in the final, it was unbelievable. See fighting in the fucking the velodrome. I had so so many tickets. He's staying in the gobbles in the corner. Aye. Everybody come and see. It was like a tenner a ticket. Atmosphere unbelievable. Talking about support. pressure, I felt pressure doing that. Did you? Aye. Is that just because you had a lot of home support? A lot of people coming to watch you, and you win this, you go to Commonwealth Games. Aye. Does pressure affect your performance? I know it comes and I, I did a wee bit in certain pro fights but this but was back then positively some people neg- perform I, better but some, some people it goes against some them. people were kind of I always felt I thought about it too much mm. but and as an amateur I was like I'm going to swing this kind of bit uh, I get in the first round man I knocked him out did you? Huh? I knocked Fuck him out in it. round two put him down my body shot and that was what a feeling that was one of the best that was a good buzz uh, okay. just to for everybody people get after uh, people get after that and you don't see knockouts in amateur boxing I know I know it's quite a strange so see thing. today that people everybody's getting after that and I would jump around that was a good buzz win that then bang that's us the, the team got basically announced on that thing they had 10 winners mm-hmm. you had me the, you had the team you had boy Akil Ahmed boy Reese McFadden me Charlie Flynn Josh Taylor Kieran Smith Lewis Benson, Scott Forrest, and Ross Henderson, and that was our team, and that was us, man, right through. Straight from there, the week later, I go to Portugal in a warm weather training camp for two weeks. Unbelievable. This is for the Commonwealth Games? This is now the Commonwealth Games training. So, and you went to Portugal? <laughs> Why did you get to <laughs> It gets better. So we go to Commonwealth Games. But don't get me wrong, it was a training camp. Right. It was hard, but it was mere, it was like a, a fun training camp, if that makes sense. Like, we would do the training, have his beasters running on that, then we'd get to go play beach volleyball. Oh, really? Or get to go to the shops and chill out by the beach or whatever. But it wasn't as hingy. But then it starts now. Because yeah, this is up. in April. The Commonwealth Games are in July. Mm-hmm. So you've got to peak yourself. You can't stay at the same uh, level, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So from there, continue the training or the different sparring. And then they're like, right, we'll go to Australia for four weeks. <laughs> That so you just went to Australia? That was our prep for the Commonwealth Games. Why have you just got to all these hot countries? We can't acclimatise for Glasgow. <laughs> Shut up. Are you serious? <laughs> no, possibly. So, I, I, for a new one, Glasgow. No, probably. but I hang a story. So we go to the Commonwealth Games in Australia. We go to Australia for four weeks. Right. Go to Canberra. But don't get me wrong, it's not a, this is training. Aye, aye. So we had, we had two fights over there as well, like Scotland versus Australia. Uh, and the national coach for Australia... Is Kev Smith, the guy who used to, who used to tell us we were all shit. Sure, he left it years later, so now he's in charge of Australia. But we have always, I've always still got a heavy, close, close bond. I'm still have to this day. Uh-huh. So does my dad still talk to him. So he's now against me in the corner. Fuck Do you know what I mean? Sick. Like all the years later after. But he's, but he knows I, would, I wouldn't be where I am 
at that point if it wasn't for it's him. It's weird as you see how it turns Which around. is weird how it turns around, do you know what I mean? So I boxed him, one of his boxers and I beat him. So oh, did you beat him? Aye, <laughs> but he still, he's obviously, I, I think he obviously liked obviously him against him because we had a heavy relationship. Ah, it would, it would. But at still, the same time as well, because he's, he's, he's taught you all these strategies. Still, that you, st- uh, so it's the fact that it's working for you, that will have a wee bit of, he'll feel the, a bit of goodness The boxing adapts because what he had me was a youth, now we're seniors and styles change the scoring changes so what worked for him there it changed I'd changed as a boxer compared to where I used to box when I was with him right right but this, don't get me wrong this was this is five years later mm, he was right, with me so in 2000 he was with me 2008 2009 2007 2008 2009 this is in 2014 ah uh, so a lot can change do you know what I mean so a lot can change so in Australia box Australia twice beat them come back the next training camp's in Belfast go to Belfast and then it's kind of the same Span. I was sparring with boy Michael Conlon and all that kind of stuff sparred all of them and then for you know what that's you Conwell Game Village you had to, I had to go stay in the Conwell Game Village even though I stayed in the Goblin I had to move it to the house for four, I had to go stay there for four weeks how? you're not to go to your house you had to you? stay in the village why in case you're fucking trying to jag yourself or something <laughs> like that I don't know, eh? anything, you know what I mean? The head is all together. Just in case you go away and injure yourself. Maybe they could come in and the you can see your, your man die or whatever. Is it at the boxing? Really? Ah, you wonder what you wonder what you shacked up with some cunt? I, it's all, all, your bo- all your pals Aye, all the, the, the squad Aye, all your squad just, I've, I've never been to the village Is it like fucking house seasons yet? Oh, it's all houses now, aye, aye But it was all, all the village All the best houses It was, was state of the art Aye, because I remember They built it just for that, didn't for they? For that, now it's all just gas Belters are houses But they're saying So I walked in And there and it was We all your same You put your pals, you know what I mean? You aye. had two houses And so you've got all these different sports You've got like netball, volleyball Table tennis Running, athletics Rugby then you've got these nine country boxing office schemes or full of shit just carry on <laughs> they just didn't didn't know how to do it they just don't click with them no, no you, you didn't click with them you go with them all but they're just looking like these these are all neds what language are these cunts speaking these are all neds ah, the way I was speaking with these but it was good to be going with everybody but it was good laughing and fighting the Commonwealth Games so I'm obviously fair of gobbles and then you come out and you're fighting and that so that was the bat was the stuck with this day the best buzz I've ever had was walking out in my first fight in the SECC fighting in the Commonwealth Games of your home country it was mm. like oh your home Would city you say that was probably your pinnacle at that I point nothing I've ever experienced that in my life still with this still day with this day, still with this day that walking out and then that first fight getting your name announced because the guy announced I was Craig Stevens. he's known us all for years and he announced us all in and before my fight you could hear him in the background jeering up the crowd uh, but I know 90% of this crowd is to just to watch me everybody's buying tickets for the specific uh, day because you're the Scottish right? so even people didn't know you were supporting the Scottish boy. the next fight is somebody from Scotland who's here from Glasgow and everybody cheers and then, and then he goes in fact even better who's here for the gobbles and the place goes mental <laughs> and then the day and he comes up to 500 miles and then knock him out and oh what a buzz man oh, honestly right, boxed against a boy for Kazakhstan uh, for Pakistan sorry and just the, and just the buzz of that just fighting fucking unbelievable how did you go in the fight? I won that fight I that was one of the pinnacles walking out to that fight not even the fight just the walking out aye. was like nothing I've ever felt. is that the I've biggest been, support you'd had to date unbelievable did you realise so many people actually supported you to date between that I because see because a lot of people liked my style see because they seen me knocking that boy out in the velodrome aye the, the Scottish finals so you won a lot of fans. a lot of people had met like, a couple of guys came on and sponsored me and stuff just for really? that just and it never that happened for that Fair. so I, lo- I got a lot of attention from uh-huh. that and I had I had kind of kind of had like a pro style. I like to get in for body like stuff like that. So that was good fighting fighting that. Won the first fight and then I, I unfortunately in the quarterfinals I could beat off England. 
Ah, uh, bastards, just, English bastards. <laughs> but, but like that, you've got the highs and lows. You know what I mean? I've got the highs to the high. Then two days later, the lows to the lows. Mm. And I'm sitting. I remember sitting backstage with a towel in my head, just thinking, I, I, "What the fuck? What are uh, they?" Rock bottom. Because I'd almost. put everything in there. Obviously, you can see GoPro, but I didn't at this point. I'd left the apprenticeship. Aye. And all that kind of stuff. The people you don't see that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck did they name? Obviously, I'd made my decision I was going pro. Regardless of what the games I was going to do, everybody did, and I kind of announced that I was going to turn professional. So I'm sitting there backstage. So I cut, after the comment of games, it is what it is. You dwell on it. My man to actually get married like, a couple of months later. They get married when they're, they're fucking 40. So they get married. Uh, and I'm just kind of chuckling, and then I go to Abifa. I remember sitting in the player in Bossa, like the Jet Apartments, it's called, in Abifa, just no far away from Ushuaia. And I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, I need to get a job or something. Like, it never crossed my mind. So reality kind of hit you after that? I was like, what what the fuck? Obviously you pay a pro boxer, but you're not just going, you need something to have Ah, like a trade or whatever, and put everything in. And I had never realised it until I'm sitting in Ibiza. (laughs) (laughs) What a place, especially sober. I was sitting, I I think at this point I had a couple of strawberry daiquiris. And I'm sitting, and I'm sitting, but see, because the amount of people that came to watch me in all these fights, I'd I'd built a good relationship with different people. Mm -hmm. So I messaged the woman at the time, who was a Lord Provost, and I happened to have her number, which is fucking fried to think. (laughs) And I just texted her in Ibiza, full of strawberry daiquiris, like, Hi, I know it didn't work out. I appreciated the poor come of I got introduced and she came to watch and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just looking for a, a pre or something. And she was like, Let me see what I can do. She got back to me. She's like, I would love to have an interview with City Building. Back. And I was like, I had an interview. This is fucking funny, right? So I was like, I'm the cleanest cunt in the world, right? I've not, I don't do anything. Like, I've always have. I'm st- very strict to what I do, mm-hmm. don't drink nor that, so, so I go to the thing, past interviews, flying colours, all, all brand new, go, go right, I fucking feel the drug test. Shut up. Because <laughs> I took two Cocodemol the night before. Fuck off, man. <laughs> so I'm sitting, I the cup, and it comes up, and the woman's like, says you're fielding opioids, that's like, like heroin in it, like opioids. But that comes under the same thing as like coding. Uh, and yeah, opioids, aye. But see, because I'd wrote on the sheet things you've took in the last week, aye. I'd wrote Codemol. And she was like, that's that. And she just said, you're the drugs. And I was like, I've been spiked. I remember, like, you imagine my phone and my dad, and I was like, my dad, feel the drug test. He's like, you're fucking wet. <laughs> <laughs> The fuck you've been on, and but I end up walking out. It was alright, just because of the code. Oh, so they were alright about it. Just but still, to this day, like I'm pure wary of that now. See, before pro fights, not aye. I couldn't take them. Mm-hmm. I, I know that. Aye, I couldn't see it stung with them. Aye, nightmares and all that as well. Mum was like, "Act to me, you filled the drug test," and I swear I've never seen. I remember I had to phone my dad and tell he was buzzing, just getting yourself a job, get a thing. And he's like, ah. <laughs> so I filled the drug test. He's like, you're fucking wet. <laughs> Walked out, alright. He was hanging phone. I, I had to phone the guy beside Bolden. And I was like, alright, mate, I filled the drug test. <laughs> and he's like, what? No, but I walked out, it was fine. And then a couple of weeks later, I started with Sight Bolden as an adult apprenticeship. Ah, dynamite. So, how did you feel about getting into that? Did you just kind of. I was actually uh, good. I actually, I actually enjoyed it. I actually got in and enjoyed it. I'm still here now, do you know what I mean? But I went into it. And I got took to it quite well, even though I came for the call. A lot of people knew who I was and stuff like that, but everybody... And that's me, but as soon as I, that's me, even though I'm a boxer, I've turned pro. Mm-hmm. So now it's the case of now need to train like a pro and make my pro debut. So my dad turns me and the boy that I previously said, Stuart, 
mm-hmm. me and Stuart Butt both turned pro at the same time right and it was uh, that's us man now we're pros so what was the difference in terms of pre- preparing for a fight as an amateur compared to preparing for a fight as a pro long rounds like you know you go between fighting three three minute rounds to now you're fighting six minute right. six rounds and now you fight from fighting in a training camp to fight five fights or four fights in a tournament with four different styles mm. now you're just fighting you've got ten weeks or eight weeks to train for one guy right, right so it's one style you're up one against. style and you can suit all your sparring and all that to suit that style mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is very good you know what I mean? so and that suited me I, I loved it so you just the actual pro it's always people, what was always, about it, mate? people always say it's always had a pro style and stuff but just in general just just training for one specific thing rather than like try to train for us you can't you're training for all different styles nah, as an amateur and, you don't really know what and everything's fast as anything so now you're obviously going down as a pro style and it was good just to adjust to that and it's the same as me my dad was learning as well because he's went for being an amateur coach for all the years as well now he's mm. learning on the job Aye. then same with me and Stuart so he's took me and Stuart then same idea you just crack on and you just learn on the job do you know what I mean you, you have your pro debut that was a buzz as well fighting your pro debut fighting in the Houghton Hotel everybody Coming to watch, he had some buzz of that, knocked the boy out in the first round. What a buzz, fucking brilliant. Yeah, so, see your fighting style, did that change? No. Because remember, you said the first. The exact same. Because I, me- I, was, I was ruthless, I loved. People always know I had a belt to left hook to the body, mm-hmm. and that's what I used to always stop people with. Mm-hmm. My pro fight, stopped the boy in the first round with a left hook oh, to the body. body show, ah, right? fucking brilliant. Everybody's jumping about and I'm thinking, this is canter. Second pro fight, stopped the boy again. And I was like, ah, this is fucking easy, man, right? So, this gets to. This, now we're in 2006, no, now we're in 2015, mm-hmm. so I've boxed in the two fights, two fights have been in the Houghton Hotel, and I'm like, acting my manager at the time, this guy called Alec Morrison, brilliant guy, done a brilliant job for us, and then I was like, acting him, you know where I want to fight? The Gobbles Leisure Centre. <laughs> so did you say that? He was like, ah, let me see what we can do. So, 2nd of May 2015 was the same night that Manny Pacquiao boxed Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. So you imagine every single person is going to stay up to watch that fight. Right. So there's no better thing than watch that fight to go to another fight before it, then go uh-huh. to the casino. I get you hyped up. So we had a fight in the Gobbles Leisure Centre. That that's, was up there with one of the best things as well. How was your experience of that? Coming out to bits and pieces. <laughs> Fucking, was the place jumping? Aye, cunts down on top of chairs, cunts with their taps after. The Gobbles come being full effect. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, come out to that, people gone mental, come out. I only done it, I think it was only a four-rounder at the time, top of the ball, fighting your own thing fucking pack packed to it coming out man fucking leathered some poor Hungarian cunt <laughs> but you're, the next time you're, these people you're there they're there for you to learn but they're there for you to beat and look good against you know what I mean and this guy made I looked good against him just but I couldn't stop him I wanted to get a knockout mm-hmm. if it was a six rounder I would have but in the fourth round it was only four rounds mm-hmm. oh it was some buzz you're just fighting in front of all your pals in front of the goggles ah uh, especially winning or not cunts just shouting cunts you're in back to the corner and people are just shouting the maddest shit just fucking smash his cunt in <laughs> then I remember then you've got it in video so the guy's corner team is a mad older guy with glasses that was his coach and here on my pals like shut up you specky bastard <laughs> oh fuck's sake man so, mad so this is this is my third pro fight so then then you'll just kind of crack on then you move, move on for that with some buzz so what we see at that point you were 4-0 as a pro boxer what a do you think you learned a lot in that short space of time compared to your amateur career? Is there anything you picked up differently fighting the pros? Nah, just to, to take your time a bit more and just... But then this is where we veer off to LA. Right. Then this is so what kind of opens point. it up our right, eyes so going away to, LA is to the rest of it. So 
Happy, a good thing happens in May 2016 is so Ricky Burns signs with Eddie Hearn or they get a fight so he gets a world title fight in a hydro right. and I get to go in the undercard and that's what makes it you're like off that's fucking good right, so, so that's your biggest so fight like, I so had the fight on the undercard the Ricky Burns done a six rounder fighting on Sky and all that that was some buzz just a different place again mm. same again a box he defends his world title this time defended it a box on his undercard again it wasn't until the year the year later um, he, he's world champion so he fights another guy for a world title a guy called Julius Ndongo and I got a, I got my first Scottish title fight on the, on his card oh, on really, Sky yeah. fighting for a title now you're fighting 10 rounds right, in the high so and that was that was good so it was round about that time as well so I'm still working for City Building at the time I'm running, what getting a bus or a train to? I'm getting us or I'm getting a subway or whatever to the to our site. Our site was in Broomhill, just doing a party. Then I was getting that. Then a full shift, eight to four. They on the, you're on the tools. You're you're fucking grafting thingy. Then I would put a full sweatsuit on and run to the gym, straight to the gym for a tour session. Then go home. So I was leaving. Who's at seven in the morning and I'll get home to eight at night. Mm-hmm. And it was like that for like the first two, year and a half, two years of my professional career. Really, really? And I was feeling it coming out of the fights. I was fucked. Because mm-hmm. I I was 100 million old and everything. I'm taking a break. So I remember being on the site and I got announced I was fighting for the Scottish title fight and stuff. And the guy, the old boss at the time, a uh, guy called Chris Dobson, brand new, and he was like to me, why don't you ask like for some time off? And it never dawned on me, do you know what I mean? I'd, uh, one thing I was like, I don't like asking for stuff. Like I, don't, I just always, I just is what it is. So I was like, fuck it, you're fucking right. So I knew the guy, one of the guys, Gordon Duggan, still still with this day, one of the top guys are sitting above them, but such a, such a good guy. And he introduced me to a guy called Graham Parson at the time. At this time, he was a managing director. And I thought, fuck it. If you don't ask, you don't get. Mm-hmm. So there was HR manager, like a woman called Sean McGrath. She's in charge of like, all the, the media and all the, the HR and all your wages and stuff. So I went up to see them. And she was like, what can we do for you? So I went up with my pal. And he, I was just like, well, I was looking for to get time off for my fights, but I still need to obviously live, so I still would still like to get paid. Mm-hmm. She was like, what would you need? And I said, I, w- I would just need like six weeks off to train for the fights, and in return I would put the City Building logo on my shorts and stuff, and she was like, done. Right there and then, done deal? Done deal. Not to say that was decent to them, man. And, and still that day, that was in 2016, and they done that with me for until my last fight in 2022. Fucking hell, man. Six so fight. They, they that. Six weeks every fight. Fuck's sake, man. And I always had the City Building had the City Building logo on my shorts and done photo shoots with one there's photo shoots of me sitting in the thing. I've got a drug on one horn and a boxing glove on. <laughs> there's ones with me, I've got a ham on one horn and I've got gloves with my neck. And just just match it. But for doing that for the six weeks off. Aye. And they gave me six weeks off, full pain, let me do it. Let me do what I need to do. And that made a massive difference. That changed the dynamics of being a pro boxer because right. you could actually train three times a day without having to worry about fucking going to hang a door I know do you know what I, I mean know, just mate, in a mix and, there's, and there's no I understand it's a, it's a big company but there's no many companies that would do that for you no definitely no 100% because you know you know so, City Building's so big as well man and it was good and it was good exposure for them as well I suppose ah, getting on things so for the straight away so like my building site at the time 35 people took tickets and all the people for the site came to the fight fighting in the hydro I sold like 700 tickets to other people or other Britain. and that was some buzz as well so oh, fight, fighting my first get, first title fight in the hydro so see see up until this point as you see you've been busting your cunt working 
at your job and training for that fight. What did this day improve your performance now you were given like six week half before the fight? So much because you can just purely focus just on boxing. Uh, yeah, you're not distracted. There's, no, there's nothing else in distracting. You don't have to worry about fucking going to go pick up this cunt for what I've got to see this person to do that job or mm. got to see him to hond in your lines. I had nothing. I just, people just left me alone and just, my dad would say, do this, do this and then that was it. Uh, but the best thing, it. the best thing obviously, to get in amongst that time, so 2015 I met my girlfriend, mm-hmm. my fiance now, Heather, and that was obviously a, you're going into a relationship and you've got to, it's hard to just to get in a relationship and then all you're doing is training. Uh, some people don't get, time. some people don't get that, that you can't go out and do this all the time or you go to the gym every day I'm travelling to this place to spar that place to spar but she's been absolutely absolute gem it's solid you know I mean? still there that's what you need somebody that's kind of appreciative of your goals and that kind of stuff and, and she's, the fact that they make, they she, make was, she was at every fight she's been at every fight brand new she doesn't get hanging she's just there chilling mm. she's a she's a diamond so amazing she's man she's still we're still together we've got water in house and stuff so now we're Fine, but in that thing, in that aspect of it, so we're fighting in a hydro, everybody's good. That's that was somebody's fighting there, and I always remember this is this is where so I had to make championship weight, so I had to weigh an eight stone nine. I think I weighed in like eight stone eight point twelve or something, and I mean, I was skin and bones. Oh, really? I, I, bones. I, I looked if I'd been for a meth, heavy crack. Was your weight in between fights? Did you balloon over or did I you was always sitting about 10 stone? I'd always put a stone about right, so it was a fair bit. But this one, so I had never made the weight before, mm-hmm. so I made the weight, and I just remember making the hanging and got to stay in the Crown Plaza, because we were fighting in the hydro, so I was like, I'll stay there, and that means I can just walk across to the venue, blah, 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 and I remember my dad was like, before you, before you will come to my house, and we'll kind of just go back through the tape, my dad's always big enough to like catch up and go through your, your game plan and all that kind of Aye. stuff, and he's like that to me. See what weight you're. So I was eight stone nine, like the day before or on the Friday, weighing in and your pants in the scenic centre. Then the next day, he's like, I jumped the scales and I jumped in the scales, man. And I was like ten stone four. <laughs> I'd fuck? put I'd put on like fucking nineteen pun or something, and they're eighteen nineteen. What the fuck pun. did you eat? I'd spanked about four hundred fucking lemonade and limes. <laughs> Mostly, aye. But can you do that? That's fucking I swear, mental. I swear, mate. Honestly. So, what does that do for your performance, though, if you're putting on that much weight? I felt as if I could run through a door. Really? Aye, aye. I felt like so I fucking had. benefited animal. you? I felt a unit. Bounce shorts and bounce half you. Aye. But looking back, I felt sluggish as anything. Mm, nah, I hadn't trained it that way. I hadn't sparred it that way. Right. See, the actual, when I look back, performance, it was a decent enough performance. Won the fight, won the fight easy. But. I, sh- I could have been sharper and looking back I, c- I could have I could have probably stopped the boy uh, just yeah, by yeah. if I was to switch on for what I'd done but mm-hmm. you live and learn you learn from so it did you, you know learn after that? aye because I'd never done that again aye, aye, aye. my dad was made sure that I did it again <laughs> so that was the thing so that was 2000 that was 2017 aye so from that fight we go straight to LA the week later right, straight right. to LA right in our training camp aye so was that the first time you'd went there no, that was uh, the second, second time. time, time I've done it the, the year before, team. 2017. I 2016 the first one. Went on 2017 and straight to LA, but it was just as good. But it was a bit different this time because I've just come off a training camp. Right. I couldn't really give a fuck ah, about sparring. So you were kind of like, did you still go and spar? Ah, you have to. You ah, know of what I mean? course, you you're there. You're not going to. My dad wouldn't let you know spar anyway. <laughs> so him, we go. I we just go and spar. Some buzz. 
Mm. Then the difference with that one at the weekend, we went to Vegas and all that. Went to see Canelo Alves was fighting Julio Cesar Chavez, uh, Julio Chavez Jr. at the time in a Cinco de Mayo, which is a Mexican weekend. Aye. And it was a uh, that was some experience as well. Got to got to Vegas and seen that. Where did you get up to in Vegas? I'd have I've been I've been to Vegas six times. Since. Have you? Oh, I have never been. What a place, man! Aye, for boxing, wasn't it? Every time we went to LA. We always end up in Vegas for the weekend because really? there end up being a boxing fight on, or uh, just geez. to break up because we had to have like Monday to Friday was just constantly just fighting cunts. Right. Then at the weekend we had a bit of time off and we drove. We used to drive from LA to Vegas. How long does it take? Three and a half four hours. Is it? That's not too Freight bad. Fight through the desert. Uh, what a drive! It was unbelievable. Then since then, me and Heather have been back twice as well. Uh, what a place! Just in general, just a place where I bought where I fly me with the fight and stuff. Oh really? But with Heather or no? When we me before that, me and my mates end up going as well. So uh, I've been rapid. What a place! But I didn't drink, so it's not. I'm just used to get mad. Uh, totally different. Just, just a different experience. So we we done went to that, and then it was just kind of you just crack on with your career and just kind of hang on. But then that's when it starts to get. Now you're into title fights, you don't want to go back the way now. No, I do you thought. So like, and then the next year I got myself into a British title and I had a first away fight in Belfast. And that's when I kind of changed fighting in big shows and I lost, that was my first loss. Lost in points to a boy. Kinda. How did you deal with that experience? You can just go, I'd experience you had losses in amateur, you dust yourself doing mm, So it's not your first loss, was there anything you could have took for it though? Did you take it in fact? Aye, obviously just What's fight, the difference fight. between losing as an amateur to a pro? Because I imagine it's a bigger scale. Aye, because as an amateur you just fight back the, the next week. Aye. As a pro you've now got to wait another, another opportunity to come again, do you know what I mean? Do you think that, does that frustrate you? If you did, get beaten and you kind of need to wait? Did, I at the time and it's kind of a lot of things went on and then you just kind of just dust yourself down and then mm. go again just crack on they put money about it I know definitely and if you don't know. take the opportunities when they come you're never going to get them do you know what I mean so uh, that was good but growing up obviously even though I was still staying in the gob was still staying with my granny at the time in the gob was and obviously even though I was pro everybody still came and supported all the pro fights people don't have to do that that's the big part people didn't see selling tickets and shit like that if some people if you don't if you have not got the right kind of people if you don't sell enough tickets you don't fight Nah, and so people don't see that side so see if you've not got like a group of people or sponsors or whatever that's not going to watch you thing, but one thing I've always had doing the gobbles is the support yeah, even like, when I'm like even though it's uh, it's nice now it's still kind of rough but you've still got the odd bit of fucking mad cases jumping about oh if it's the fucking gobbles it's everywhere. but I got on with everybody uh. but uh, one time like Heather my girlfriend is the total She's obviously grew up in Clyburn, but she's she's quiet. Like she's no grew up in a scheme. Mm-hmm. So like one one night we were at jogging, and we're doing, doing past. It's like the Clyde side, and you've got all these wee guys, and they're all getting mad with it. So like you have to run down a path before you get to them, so they can see you through the bottom before you kind of get. So I run down the Clyde side, and all you hear is. Let's smash these cunts. Sorry, <laughs> 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 you guys. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Hell's like, I'm, we're not going to do that. And I was like, oh, I'm not adjusting for couple of you guys, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I dress, I always had the snood on black. I dress, always look like an assassin. I always wear black. Me and my dad are the same, just always black. The only thing that ever changes colours sometimes are trainers, but always black, man. Right? So I'm dressed, he's the toilet like an assassin. Hell's thing, and all you hear is, it smashed these cunts man and I'm like oh for fuck's sake so hanging down and I get on the course and then obviously I put my hand down and for sure thankfully one of you guys like oh you what's happening and they'll just spawn you know what I mean because they know who you are because <laughs> uh, all these wee guys when we had an amateur club you saw the wee guys you see about uh, they're, all, the they're all brand new they're always they're always sound no trouble or whatsoever 
and I just always remember that. And hell's you're just thinking to yourself, what funny of you guys? But what happens if they didn't know me? But some poor couple's getting weird. I know, <laughs> mate, mate, it happens, man. I know, then the, another funny one was man, the time me and Heather, we came back for the tune. I think we were, we were getting something to eat, we went and picked something up. It was a Friday night. We went and go pick, pick something up in the, for, for food and parked up the motor at the time. Got the motor, so we're walking for the motor into the close. Next thing you know, I can't. Barley Clavon, big kitchen knife, was like that to me. Shouted, for about, it was maybe about 100 years away, shouted, Ho, you're taking me along to a do, I couldn't. I'm like, ah, fuck. Couldn't hold a kitchen knife or a back up. What, what, what do you do? Uh, I know, what do you so, do? So, obviously, she's fucking. Oh my god, aye, so, I, I, I wear specs, right, but obviously the thing, I don't want to see anybody with my specs on, right, I wear specs, right, so, I'm like that there, holding my glasses, man, if this kid, if this kid comes anywhere near me, man, I'm fucking, I'm going to do it to him, I'm not, one, I'm aye, fucking, not taking somebody around to do us, <laughs> acquaintance to murder, man, Go, gets no far away from me, from maybe from, from me, you're away, stoning, holding this big blade, looks at me, wearing a back of it, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking you're seeing yourself you're, you're yeah, butterflies you know what I mean I think to myself what, what do you do in that situation pulls the bar like I have up and it's like alright Joe my man how you doing how's your boxing <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh, fuck me man I was like alright and then obviously I realised to it and I was like what the fuck I was like, what the fuck you doing he's like ah, come and get away to on Facebook I'm just gonna lie. I'm just gonna lie to him <laughs> he's like ah, you're doing heavy well for yourself man you're doing heavy done, done scheme proud and that he's like ah, Catchy, back away. You fucked off, and I was like, oh, "What the fuck?" Like, what just happened there? Aye, did they still have the blade on him? Aye, but just walking about when he saw him. Aye, right back down, man. Passed away, <laughs> but away back again. A just, fucking crack. Right, up. so Heather's like, "What the fuck?" So how the fuck do you know these people? And I'm like, "Thank fucking know the people." I know, man. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like, mental. They can't just like because he didn't know you. Thought he didn't you'll know take, you. I, you'll, you'll take my line to do it. I've got my specs, my hat, and all that one. Just, just mind their main business. And oh, you'll take mine. And all of a I'm had to take my hand. I've took my glasses off. And he's like, ah. "All right, Joe." <laughs> how, how, how's the boxing? Fucking hell, man! I was like, ah, oh fuck me! Don't get me wrong, a party obviously is like. Ah, uh, you sure you're sick? Got a fucking big blade. Fuck, and he's like, ah, so I swear, up the house and hell's like, oh my god! Next thing you know, man, five ten minutes later, he turns a commotion, man. He's getting chased along the road where I couldn't wear a machete. <laughs> a big <bigger> machete. <laughs> a bigger, and you're just like, ask the goggles, man. Like, sometimes you don't hear anything, and then a lot happens ah, in that I thing know, silence is usually an answer but thank, fuck, is... thank fuck everybody <laughs> leaving with the nervous I've never that's the only time ah, just as well, but that's a weird situation I remember saying to my dad my dad was like oof man my dad was like it's a fucking cracked him <laughs> I was like oh fuck's sake but that's I, the thing but you're open your fucking catch in my good man or you're getting hit with that sword exactly like, what do you do in that situation just well you knew the cunt man thank fuck fucking hell man honestly thank fuck and I just remember Heather was telling I was talking to her a few weeks ago about it and she was like, remember that? Like, what did he do? What happens if that, that I didn't know that boy? Some cunt was getting made to go hang and be, ah, be an exception. <laughs> and else he was going to be the one getting chased with fucking ten or so after somebody else, you know what I mean? Mental. It's funny. And you still stay there? <laughs> Bro, never leave. So the only thing I'd done with that, I actually moved for the gobbles, now I stay in Oatlands. 
Oatlands like, that bit it's like see where the roundabout is there's like two fucking roundabouts aye. is it the other side aye. I know exactly where you are if I can, you can just join on and walk for Pome with E aye, so I know exactly where Doug Stadium is so I, st- I stay in the nice part now aye, I know still exactly. the gobbles so nabody from nabody na- from down there grew up in the gobbles they have never they oh, don't yeah. know what the gobbles is really aye, aye. so they're all just mad outsiders aye they're all away from from Oatlands like, you stay in the gobbles Oatlands Oatlands the new Oatlands <laughs> <laughs> how long is it before you get they try and get rid of the Gorbals moniker because Gorbals is pure schemey so the Gorbals well the, all the high flats are coming down now so there's, there's four high flats in Waddle Court and there's two high flats in Caradonia Road Caradonia Road get officially that's coming down next year mm. and then that will only be Gorbals was always known for the high flats uh, there's always lo- there's always loads of high flats and then now they're all coming away now that's where they're, now they've moved other people out the flats into nice houses but now all the houses, it's every house, there's no bad streets anymore. Uh, yeah, is it? It's, it's all nice. nice. It's nice as fuck. Aye, everything's, everything about it, even the, the health centres are built up. Mm, I'm the, not ev- the health centre. Uh, the police stations are mad fucking, the, the, bad the, blue the, the police stations are built up, the health centre used to be, that was the worst part about it probably, we used to be all scruffy building, now that's an absolute fucking, it's like Dubai Mall. So <laughs> <laughs> that, I can't that, even, I'm mad mate, there's no fucking. It's you wouldn't even know, unless you were looking for it, you wouldn't even know what it is. So that's all new. Everything's shit about the fucking libraries. There was bits of grass that looked rough. Now it's got brand new flats on it. The roughest part of the gobbles is is their graveyard, but that'll end up being a fucking outdoor pool or something. Aye, no year. doubt, man. That'll be a theme park <laughs> soon, fucks it. Aye, man, that'll be an ice rink or something. They'll yeah. do something, something good to it, man. They'll, they'll hang you out a bit. But other than that, everything else is, is good. Nah, dynamite, man. It's, it's one because of gentrified it's fucks because it's so close to the. the but it's got uh, a lot of people town. still in it, like. All the different things, but everybody for doing there, no matter what, everybody's always say all right and never have any problems. Mm. Even for the guys for the, the corner shops to the chippy to being in co-op to everybody, everybody's always saying better. It's always been like a bit for myself. I would always give everybody time. I'd always go on yeah. with everybody. I'm not a cocky cunt. I'm not cheeky. I'd like to go on with everybody. Mm-hmm. That's the way I've always yeah, always been that, that way. I mean, until, until somebody cracks us when I'm in the ring, I, I change. Aye. I it brings just, out the animal on you. That's why I died. Then I still don't think it did that. I always say that, man. I would, as soon as somebody hits me, I'd, I'd, I'd sit in a ring, I'd just change. Uh, the but then, then, it, then as soon as the bell goes, that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's weird as anything. Do you think that's done a lot for you? See, Jink, would Jink see if you didn't have boxing, would it have been different out in the street for you? Nah, because my, you, kids have got my dad and I didn't drink. In terms I'm, of like violence, do you think it would have been more violent? Or, as you say, you're just close. I can imagine. It's, 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 it's either, it's either in here or it's no. Yeah. And, uh, Obviously, I've, I've seen it growing up, all different things, people getting fucking stabbed and all kind of things, but I've no... Fuck that. Aye, aye. Do you know what I mean? But there's a lot of boys you grew up with end up in jail or end up fucking deed or, or whatever, mm. but I've never been about that thing. Don't get me wrong. Because my dad, he's the coach, man. He'd never fucking... Aye, aye. Hey, man, I used to hide. Instead of people who'd go out and get mad at it or drink, man, I used to be hiding. It was a pure... pure Hang man, get home and hit with kid hiding jars in a tailor in my room and all that. That was my fucking, that was my, uh, <laughs> that was, that was my drink. That was, that was me being bad, I. But other than that, growing up down there, I was fucking brilliant. And everybody, I says, everybody to this day always gave his full support. And now I've finished my career. Now I can go into the coaching side and doing PTs and stuff. And a lot of the people will always message me now. I'm going I still play that support. Aye, 100%. Mm-hmm. Nah, see, so see for you, like, when you experienced that loss uh, in Belfast, compared up until when you decided to retire, what went on in, in that time? What changed for you as a boxer? Covid, man. 
COVID. Oh, fuck that. So that so fucking hit you had then. Like, don't get me wrong, I knew the fight before COVID, COVID, when the COVID came about, I was like 2020, wasn't it? Aye. March or twenty, like around about that time, mm. wasn't it? So in 2019 in November, I had a, a title fight on Sky, WBA, and an Eddie Hearn show. And I actually boxed the boy who beat me in the Commonwealth Games, boy called Kez Ashfak. Mm-hmm. And fighting in that didn't really feel as good as what I could have. Lost the fight on points, but I didn't lose it on points because I got an elbow in the heat, so I got end up getting a big massive hole in my head. Fuck. My head burst open wide, so the fight gets stopped. Oh, the cut. right, 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 right. But because it been passed a certain amount of rounds, it goes to points, and he'd no. won more rounds, so I lost him points to that. Then from that, I didn't fight again until two years. Really? Do you know what I mean? That I, another two years, a full two year? Two year. Fuck's sake. So, but you still because training that, eh? To, to an extent how, Aye, you, can only, still... you can only don't get me wrong I've always because I don't drink in that Aye. I've always I'm always fit uh-huh. always been fit and my dad because my dad's always had as in the gym training so I've, I've has always been I was always fit but it's the difference between fit and fight fit it's uh-huh. two different things and it's training you can train as much as you want but see if you've not got a fight date and an actual opponent it's hard to Get your all when you know you're kind of got nothing to come for. Uh-huh. There's only so many rounds. You know, there's no point in sparring every three times a week or two times a week when nothing to gain for. Know, you're just going to. You need that added motivation. Uh, you didn't you? Just talking to doors, man. <laughs> Doing the lines, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. My dad's always good, good at that. He's like, there's no point just sparring for the sake of it. So he would just have uh, his just body sparring. Just brain cells. Ah, he's just not getting punched in the heat. Uh-huh. So he would have his body sparring, which is kind of the same, except you're just getting punched from the shoulders to your hips. Right? Uh-huh but you can, you can still go full, it's full out, uh-huh. and it's still very intense, but it's not the same, like, you don't, you've not got the same defence, because you're like, I'm not going to get punched in the face, so you're just kind of lackadaisical, messing mm-hmm. about, but, that kind of the COVID fucked it, but one of the, I was I never affected, because I, my work didn't, I didn't get, uh, what do you call it, when, when people got, after load. I didn't get any of that, I was working the whole way right through Did it, yeah, eh? I had emergencies, because at the time, with my job in City Building, we had to get, we worked in the homeless unit, get like plywood, not a flares, check on the windy. So at this point, they were having to rehouse everybody off the streets. Aye. So all the homeless, so I, I just didn't stop. I just really? kept working, so it didn't really affect me. And yeah. that point, we bought our own house. Mm-hmm. We got delayed six months because, because of that, because of COVID. Aye. Had everything packed away, ready to move in, then COVID hit, and we're still staying, oh, in, my, staying in my granny's house we in boxes. Yeah, oh, man, living had, in a boxes. Had a brand new house, bought there, we named in it, we didn't have the keys. Fuck it, it took six months to get the keys? No, six months because... I obviously all the paperwork not all the, le- all the legal letters, all the uh, different, just different stuff. Thankfully, it all kind of worked out. Because uh, we were meant to move in in like the February and we ended up no much down to the, the end of July. Fuck's sake, man. And that's a pain in ass as well, do you know what I mean? Know, you're sitting living in a boxes. Li- uh, living in a, in, under somebody else's feet and you've got your own gaff, that's the fucking other thing. Different thing, so I was obviously stayed in my granny, so... But other than that, then that just kind of thing and then I ended up having only had... Since 2019, that loss, I ended up only having three fights. I had lost one in Bolton, same kind of thing. First fight in two years, took an eight-rounder just because I needed to fight. Aye. I lost that on points. And it's kind of that. By this point, I was kind of, I knew that I was just kind of, I was just kind of fun out with it. Really? No fault, but, and the coach said, I love being in the gym, I love fighting, but myself, she just constantly, at this point, you're 190-odd fights, you're just constantly making weight. I was like, I can't be arsed in this. Mm, at that point, you just kind of lost the passion. At this point, and then in 2000, and last year, 2022, boxed in the Hydro in uh, May, won that, and that set me up, then I got offered the McCann fight and on BT Sports, doing the O2 in London. Mm-hmm. Too big an opportunity to, to knock back. Took that, obviously, he was good, fresh as anything. 
just styles didn't, didn't suit me low start and then then I kind of knew when I came out the ring I kind of knew for that I was like kind of knew my dad says to me as well that was, was kind like, of the nail on the coffin aye my you. dad was like got into the coaching the new obviously there's no point and so he kind of pushed you into the coaching aye he didn't as well, well. Pushy, but kind of one thing about my dad as well he would never just want somebody to fight for the sake of fighting aye, or no. somebody entertaining for it's aye, yeah a lot just, of people who would who don't care about that aye. but my dad's obviously always puts everything first but especially me because I'm his mm. fucking boy so mm. maybe it's a bit more responsibility mm-hmm. but um, I kind of knew myself and then it took me but so that was in that was in November and it took me to to three weeks ago to officially announce it because I'd, I had it wrote out for four months really nice. and I just didn't know what to say it but as a jink it was like once I say it that's me say that aye, that's, that's me it. fucking and I would never go to see cuts come out of retirement six months later uh, I don't think I, I've no I don't think I'll have that kind nah, of once you retire you kind of retire so but now one thing I've always said I've always been like a, 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 I like to analyse the game mm-hmm. and come up with game plans and just I, it was a pain in the arse that I couldn't date myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I can read a fight for other people does that, does that make sense really aye? I, how's like, that Fuck those. <laughs> is this, were you able to do it before? Do you, when you I, still even as when we had an amateur club, I'd always like to come up with game plans and like to come up with different um, reading fights and come up. I knew what I wanted to do, but sometimes I, I just couldn't get, I was always so nervous and stuff like that, mm, overthinking nah, things. But I love it. to come up with game plans and I'm, I, I know the game and say that I know mm. everything. And one thing I've always said, I don't, I've got a very good memory. I don't, I could name you every place and every had the name of every opponent and the every result I've ever had. And you I, have got quite a moment stats you're telling stories and your recollections. In 198 fights, I don't forget things. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, and I was like, so I'm just getting into things. So now, my, my dad's obviously, he's a very good pro trainer. So he now has Josh Campbell, Elliot O'Donnell, Reagan Glacken, David Kelly, Jack Turner and Nathaniel Collins. Six boxers and they're all undefeated. Nathaniel was the Commonwealth and British champion. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah, he's signed. He just there. signed with Frank Warren. He's fighting in three weeks' time, in the, in in London. So we'll go down to London for that. And then you've got Josh and Jack. They are both fighting on the Ricky Burns World Lemon Kid. Right, right. The week before, Reagan's fighting in the Brayhead Arena for defending his Scottish title. Then the night after, Reagan. No, the night after Jack and um, Josh fighting the Brayhead boy Elliot he fights for the Celtic title. So it's in the next four or five weeks, you've got six of the boys off fighting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, it's fucking... Ah, it's so it's constant. So he does it. I have to imagine your dad needs every hand he can get. You know what I mean? so Especially somebody that knows... And that we've, never had, we've never had somebody else in the gym. It's always been my dad and me helping him. Really? Now, now so always been we've got two guys, boy got Paige and Paul, They've been they've been in every pro corner. They help out every gym, so they're part of the team. But Pesh stays in Edinburgh. They've got the same thing. But in every fight, they're there at every fight. Aye. But in the actual terms of just the training in the gym every day, it's just my dad. And then obviously now over the past six months, he's been me. And then now he can just focus on taking on the fan, on the pads, or one of the pads. Then and I can take the rest on the bags. Mm-hmm. I'll take the rest on a circuit. And then I've, I I'm now obviously I spent biggest majority of life boxing for Scotland mm-hmm. so now I want to go, I'm going to go in and help amateur boxing Scotland and get a, a role with them and go in and help out with them nice man so um, what do you think you can bring for like, your career into this uh, amateur squad to teach them so everything they've they've done so a lot of things with boxers is found a lot when a boxer if you go into a group of boys and you and they don't believe or they don't respect you 
you have no chance yeah, they'll not listen no. to you no. and I think that's like with anything eh? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so but a lot of the people see everything all these boys are training for to go to the Europeans the Worlds the Commonwealth Games I've done it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've, I've done so every, that lived every, every, experience I love the experience now it's all about me I want to help them achieve that but uh, I, I can come across and I can listen to what they're doing I can I can relate to them they're young I've just turned 32 I'm, I'm young, I'm nah, fresh, so I, they fresh. can still relate to me, they, they, they can tell me anything they want to do, and then I can teach them the way I like to be, because obviously I've put on four stones since, since, <laughs> since January, and then obviously <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I'll need to go training over the next few months, because you don't want to have a fat coach, and the way I want to train, I wouldn't like to just shout it, I would like to demonstrate it. Nah, nah you need and to. And fuck being in the middle of the ring when you've got about 10 or 12 wee guys, all Scottish champions, all skinny and six-packs to fucking, they'll watch them and fat guys trying to throw combinations. Aye, I wouldn't be me, but I would like to, I'll be back in shape and I'll hang about. But the way I like to um, teach somebody is by actually demonstrating it. Mm-hmm. And that's Aye. the way I like to show That's the best, that's how people learn in it, because it's one thing 100%. to tell you this, that, and the next thing, but and if they're seeing it with their own eyes. And it's having the patience as well to like, some people know everybody know what you're going to tell somebody not everybody's going to date that nah, way that you want to date fact, yeah. so it's having the patience some people are going to box on the back foot the front foot some people southpaw orthodox mm. you've got to adjust to them yeah, you can't just have, I want everybody to box the way I box one size doesn't fit all doesn't work like that you yeah. know what I mean you've got to kind of adjust that out, out that. so that's what I'm, I'm I can feel myself being good at that and my dad will trust me with let me do with all the rest all the boys as a pro but mm-hmm. it's two different even though it's boxing it's two different sports Aye. amateur and pro it's two different things so now they're starting to get involved trying to merge together so now you could be a pro and go into an amateur tournament Aye, that's mental so you, <laughs> you could, could be a world champion and go box in the Olympics when for your did they start that? the last Olympics so it happened I think, I'm sure it first came about in 2016 then it happened in 2020 in Tokyo as people been doing it? Aye, aye, but aye, maybe aye. no pure high level pros, but some people. Aye, some it's no, bit. no in the case of a, a world champion doing it, but it's they could do it. But they can do it. Aye, they can do it. They can which do is it. mad, so like you might see it down the line, but like, so for instance, Tyson Fury could go into the, aye, the Olympics, Olympics. I aye. suppose. But if you're getting into the Olympics, usually because if you're fighting amateurs, like Joe Joyce, he was getting stick. Aye. If I can't mind, I don't know if it was maybe fucking Tony Bell or something saying because he was 30, 30 and he was beating like 20 year olds or that. Like you're a grown fucking so, man. So see, but that's the thing, isn't it? That's what happens. So, see, when I was in Sheffield, when I was talking about we stayed in Sheffield and we had to go down there, aye. that was my roommate. Who? Joe Joyce. Was it? Aye? Aye. No danger. <laughs> we both got, so see the British Championships 2011? Aye. We both won. Right. You win that, you go into GB. Mm-hmm. And he won, he beat my mate Ross. And, eh. Uh, we both got on a GB, so he was my roommate. Fucking hell, man. Small, Small just, world, mate. And he's went on to do what he's went on ah, to no, do. He's, you know he's doing so really well, man. He's just the nicest big guy. So I remember sitting, so sitting, obviously he's quietest big guy in the world, but back then he was even more quiet. So sitting watching the telly and I was like, you have to know, like, well, what are we doing? He was like, so he, before he became a boxer over at the gym, he was a cheerleader in America. Joe Joyce was? You ever notice why there's backflips and cartwheels in the middle of the ring when he, after he fights? <laughs> How the fuck did he end up becoming a cheerleader? That's what he was. A he's cheerleader the most in athlete, He's the most athletic guy you've ever experienced. Is he? So see if you watch a his fights. big boy. Watch his fights. See at the end of all his fights, he no. does a backflip. I've never noticed. I've never watched what fucking it today. You to imagine? He's six, 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 a hundred on. He's a fucking big guy. And he is, he he was a cheerleader. There's this mad dance and there's backflips, kicks and things. He, he was what was he a cheerleader for? Like, like the NFL or something? Or just like... Just in hanging. He was, he was a cheerleader. How the fuck did he end up doing that? Then, he, then he's, he's, got a de- he's got a degree in art. Has he? Very, very, very clever, aye. And he just became... He's an absolute unit, a machine. Just 
machine and uh, one of the nicest guys ever so he was he was my fucking roommate me him and a boy called Sam Maxwell at the time but he's just he's retired as well he just boxed on a big show in Sky he's done really well for himself as well but I was a roommate but Joe Joyce was my fucking roommate that, is fucking that nice was in 2000 between 2011 and 2012 fuck's it I just obviously me just mentioned that and you were the fucking co-pilot he, 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 he was my roommate I don't he's, know what's more mental that story the fact he's a fucking he was a cheerleader I used, could not believe that he used to eat all your food and all that what you got to say to him man you fucking <laughs> <laughs> I fucking eat you oh but what a nicest born nice guy but he's a shit I used to shit him man. Ah, that's fucking mental, man. He was my roommate. Fuck's sake, <laughs> small world, bro. Sheffield. But what was uh, the biggest challenge being a boxer for you? Making weight. Is it the making weight? Aye. Aye. That's see, what everybody see, says. Because I think I've always been fat inside. Mm-hmm. I've always been a wee fat guy, and it's just incredible. Like, if you ask my mates and even ask Heather, my bud, the amount of food that I can consume is scary. Aye. Scary. Aye. Is that because you were depriving yourself? You had to, yeah, it was like you were up to like that. I, I, I just always like see if you deprive yourself of something you want it mayor. but see because I don't drink or take drugs nah, that's, that's been my thing mm-hmm. so you think about it mate I've toured I've, I could probably say 90% I've toured 90% of a takeaway in Glasgow <laughs> somebody puts up but then it goes with a takeaway passport it goes with the boxing with boxing you get sponsorship so the best thing I've ever happened to me is sponsored I have Tony's Pizzeria I've seen that man Tony DeBrenko is an absolute hero he, oh, honestly, mate, he, so he, he sponsored me since 2015 one of the very first person that came on board and he was on board for the then to my last fight is he busy just with Dane's supplying you with Traveled, his but anything I ever needed they would always sort me out yeah. with medicals nice guy always had him on my shorts anything a day in life I'll always have made a pal for life in him mm-hmm. but him his munchies after every fight up there but I mean, you cannot beat the pizza. The balls and all, man. So you, you think of that menu? I've sampled everything on that menu. Fucking everything. Hell. Then the same thing when me and Heather, when we got engaged a couple of years ago, at an engagement party, he supplied twenty five pizzas for the buffet. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't make my engagement party because he was him and his wife now cafe that we got to Dubai. Alright. Uh, and he was like, I, I'll sort that out. So you imagine. Everybody came to my booth, my get wedding, my engagement party for the Tonys. I don't care where they came. Swear, <laughs> see when the DJ, see when the DJ gets up, and they're like the buffet is open in ten minutes. It was like it was like Black Friday. Clint's pure scrap there, each Black, other. Black Friday. Mate. Rest in pizza boxes. The, the first thing I done, the guy at the time who delivers them, obviously I'm pals with them all because obviously I've been. First thing I done is put a, a pizza in the book. Well, you obviously had to save that for later. For the way home, obviously I, I, I wouldn't do as I said, nah, I wouldn't drink it. So I was driving. Review, so first thing, man, 16 ounce pepperoni, spicy chicken pizza right in the back of oh, Then man. within, honestly, it'll probably be the quickest buffet we'd go to like an Indian as well for people who didn't like it. And they was even looking at the Indian. People just scrant Tony's pizza, Aye, mate. Honestly, but, I think I need to try and see the Tony for a sponsorship. T- t- Tony, he... Get me some free pizzas, he, mate. I'll sample your menu. Now he's about to sodomise his menu. Tony's pizzeria, that's the thing. So see, after every fight, yeah, that was always my, my buzz. I had one last week. It was amazing. Oh, it's dude. always as good. Put me in the mood but for one. I might get one this weekend. But he's always... He's the... Still with this day, he's obviously a good man. But he sponsored me, as it's 2015. And then you've got a, a lot of people. That's what people don't see, is the people who come on board... I said my work was kind of the main thing because that su- supplies your weekly wage like, uh, yeah, when, yeah. even when you're training but I had Tony and the guy had 40, 40 clothing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Harry and stuff done a brown job me supplied all my kit all my dad all his kit 
with all, every or trade brilliant you know what I mean people don't have to do that mm-hmm. so if you had my first one Paul Simpson he got me a motor did he? <laughs> <laughs> he kicked me about now he paid for my motor what a legend the time I and then guy Douglas for Synergy over the last few years been a massive help he came on board and kind of he kicked his all he sorted his all out so we were going to go to London for that last fight had his all in the best of trackies the best of everything really eh? sorted out every, everything and People don't see that kind I of know, thing. I did fuck, man. I just think, obviously, once you start boxing professionally at a certain level, that's you made it. But, but you've not, and it's not. And a lot of people... And, if, no, and see if you don't, you're fucked. Aye. Like, big time, and a lot of people don't see that. So see people coming board the new response and stuff, you don't realise how much a massive help it is. And I understand times are obviously hard to know. But the, the thing, and if you've got a good boy to date and folly, you'll have a best buzz. Like the guy, Paul Simpson, I had... When he came, he's like he came in my fight in Belfast. And when I put the boy, even though I lost the fight, I put the boy down, and he always says, all the fights he's travelled the world, been to Mayweather fights, he said that's been the best buzz he's ever had." Was when I put that boy down in Belfast. Fuck he's, sake, he's never experienced anything like that in my life. In his that life, is mental. What's it feel like to hear something like that? I know. It's, you're like, fuck, you don't realise the stupid things that you. Ah, uh, you don't realise it's do, like the kind of like the. What the, you would the do to people, even even like I would be in people's houses walking, and obviously I'm a joiner, so you'd be in people's houses and cash smoking, and I've said we had to get photos with you guys and all that. Uh, really, aye. Uh, I did get recognised quite a lot of you. Aye, people. It knew my work, but just in general, like get kicking about. Me and Heather will be away something and Heather always say that we can't go anywhere without somebody knowing mm. you for boxing right. which is a good thing and, ah, I'll always sit and I'll always talk to you I'll just sit and talk to cunts uh, <laughs> ah, of course <laughs> man it's a cunt sort of watching you fight I've come and you go to go well but you can't be pure arrogant man yeah, and fucking come across that, that man. way it's a cunt that supported you know but what the, I mean? the, the response of the eating thing that's been the hardest part about it with eating but having that was easily the best sponsor I've had that's brilliant man and it, he, he sorted me out with so much and still with this day I just always love his pizzas Couple of times, once a month, I always get them. Just message them. Like, ah, I might mean, get one this weekend. All right, Tony Maybe boy. One of you. All right, all right, Tony boy. How you doing? How you doing, T? How you doing, T? <laughs> Tony the Tiger. But I'm actually going up to see him. If it's not this weekend, I'm actually I'm going to get a photo with him. It's a thing just to say a thank you for the last eight year. Uh, and mm. obviously a pizza. <laughs> grab a pizza about your after Big 8 he supplied twenty odd pizzas at my engagement party. Oh man, that's a legend. Yeah, man. That's like before even. Then he just was I like, that's my pleasure. And he came to every fight, came to London, came to Manchester, came to you name it, he was there. Him mm. and his wife came, came everywhere. Fantastic, man. And it was just, just to, but people like that is what help you out, but you don't see. But I've always had a good relationship with everybody. Uh, you know I mean? It goes how, a long way when you establish oh, a good relationship, become more than sponsors, as you say, become come, lifelong pals. And as you say, they'll always. Yeah, from the hanging, I always, no matter if anybody asks, but we like to go for a pizza, it's always there. Uh, that's no matter where. That's a, uh, yeah, I, think, I think you fucking sold even, it to me, e- so you e- can get a e- sale at even, even when we were all going on Christmas nights out of our boxing, he would always be like, you're coming to mine, he would sort of the boys out. Would he, eh? What a legend, man. He'd always go to his restaurant and sort of the boys out. Fucking now he's bro. got lucky bees. I've been there, <laughs> so I, I was trying to try, so the same I'm idea. Exactly that, man. He was like, that um, once all your boys, once the, you've all had your fights and stuff, I'll sort you out. I check out the Lucky Bees, mate. It's banging. Check yeah, out Lucky uh, Bees, people. Lucky Bees and Tony's Pizza there. Big Tony's uh, laughing. Meditating part of sponsor. So <laughs> I, I'm fucking on the <laughs> promo, Tony. I can't get the sitting finger out. I'm sitting here next week with an 18-inch pepperoni pizza sitting oh, there. Oh, I mean, I can fucking do that for every episode, mate. <laughs> I'll not get a word in, but, man. <laughs> but, uh, so, that's pretty much the end of the podcast for me man it's let's see it was great to chat to you and fucking again as people don't know the fucking camera's <laughs> cut out the first time we've done this the second <laughs> time, time in the chat but it was week. good to eat and hear your stories again man it's fucking it's brilliant man it's such an inspiration and the fact you've been so disciplined and the fact you've never drank it's good it's, people need a role model for that especially in Scotland because 
all you see is like it's fucking drugs and alcohol everywhere, man. They need dude, something that's positive dude, that goes like listen to what I done with it. My mates have said that super sorry before we stopped, sorry. So I've never listened to the but I've seen you there have been a bit on TikTok and stuff and just coming up on everybody's mad Instagram stories and right. that. Then a few weeks ago, me and two of my best mates, Jordan Barrett, Hill Shaggles. <laughs> we, we, were no at, we were actually away up in the hill in Fort William. We're doing a thing, it's called the the Ring of Steel. It's called it's a foaming rose in the one day. Mm. So coming back for there, it was like five or six o'clock at night. We are all shattered. So like, what do we put on? So we're listening to Rayleigh's gaff and we end up listening to you on Rayleigh's gaff. <laughs> Listen to all your mad fucking <laughs> stories about your life and all that stuff. And I was like, obviously I seen your boots. So I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm gonna fucking follow him. I quite like that. And then the next day, you messaged to go on your podcast. It's just weird how things. I mean, it's mental. See when you followed me, I thought because I was on Big J's podcast. I, it was, I, thought, I was like, he's obviously must follow Big J. And then nah, uh, then when that's what it's I just so random it's as mental. anything. So we're listening to you on Rayleigh's gaff, and then I swear they used to love just call people hull shaggers man I swear it was the funniest thing ever so they were pausing you in the middle of the road and shouting hull shaggers to random cunts <laughs> and then putting you <laughs> then putting you back on then you're listening to your stories but it was uh, it was good to listen to you just to hear that side up because people on these is, is, is real and uh, uh, people, people going and lie I don't understand what you, what's, the, what's the difference you can hide behind this persona but then man. somebody would always know you then comment and don't tell that's Are pure you, you lie that's that, that, the only reason I was because you see lie. a lot of cunts that day podcast and that not to name anybody but they go on and they do Pure, they keep their, their cards close to their chest and I'm like eventually shit I've done is going to come out and it's going to come out so please will come out for but, me first but people would come out in today in bad press to try to, try to bring you down you, because if you come out and date yourself you've already put it out you so you can't slag it and, people's in, and if people still listen to you they've already accepted it Aye, so, that's exactly that, that you need to own your truth and that's that like, he's that sense of relatability people, it, would, man, because it was just funny just coming back just coming back with the hill shaggles man and then listening to you listening to talking about the your time going to Pullman and all that shit and listening and stopping it then listening again then I and all your different things and then following you and then the next day and yeah, then nice. I sent it to because they, they two boys had listened to you mm. and obviously when I had sent the the boy my my pal Dom he was the same when I told him you were going he was buzzing he was like that's fucking class but then my my pal obviously they two and I sent that in he was like that's weird how that works out then listen to you on Man Rayleigh's gaff it was funny. Ah, it's crazy, it was man. Funny. Check me out in Rayleigh's gaff. <laughs> Best was, episode they've ever that, done. <laughs> that, that was that was funny. That was the first time I'd listened to you on a. I'd seen you doing your sketches and stuff, but no, your story. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you see all in my sketch, your artist is fucking funny. Ah, it makes it make sense, doesn't it? <laughs> it makes it make sense. Right? Ah, but I mate, fucking a pleasure having you on, mate. Such a great chat, such a great guy. I've got one last question. It's for my Patreon, mm-hmm. Rebecca. She's asking. What do you think have been the biggest changes in the boxing landscape in the last 20 years in terms of training, promotion, etc.? Everything, social media. Social media, do you think that's been the biggest change? How so? 100%. In the last 20 years ago, you didn't have one. Did you have 20 years ago? Bebo? Nobody was nah, posting. it wasn't even 20 years ago, was it? No, Bebo was like 2009. So, nobody was posting in about that. Now, you can't do anything in your life if it's something been on Instagram mm. or Facebook Aye. like if you were to follow any boxer now you get to watch for the moment they wake up to every training session Aye. to go to the gym to go on how they trained for the full camp whereas before you didn't you seen them in the ring and then that was it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas it's opened it up even people having posters to promote fights that's not a thing anymore Aye, cunts can sell people, their own tickets people just had the posters with the boxers mobile number that they bought me Aye. Like, if you want somebody's tickets you just go on social media message them say alright mate 
Can I buy two tickets? Aye, and cunts can get can do all different kind of things to promote People it. Right? Test, but that's the biggest thing in the change of boxing. There's obviously boxing is never going to change. It still hit the guy and don't let him. It's still two cunts punching fuck each other. Aye, hit the guy and don't let him hit you. That's never going to change. Mm-hmm. But the actual position of it, how it's getting noticed about now, it's YouTubers fighting. Obviously, you're fighting Kaz Mulligan. There's YouTubers <laughs> and it's it's just put new eyes on boxing. Aye, people who never watched boxing before will watch boxing. Obviously, it's a different standard, but it's still, still boxing. Ah, it's still fans. It's still, it's still fans of the sport. So people will watch that for different things, but I think, and that's purely by you, as you say, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. The social media has brought a different eyes on it, and now everything is now reviewed on social media. Everything. Mm-hmm. So that's how, and it's good. It's something good. Aye. Uh, people have got their. You have shape boxers who have brilliant Instagrams and brilliant social medias they'll make a fortune because they can sell themselves ah we've got that like, with Paige Van Zandt and that she's like in the UFC uh, man they, just, they've built a, a, built a platform people for have built a just platform the fans just after that so they could they could be shit at boxing fight dafty but they'll always make dough on that because they've got some following aye and if people's always going to people are going to like you and they're going to watch you exactly man whether you're shit or no boxer all day a lot more than a talented boxer whether you're shit or whether you're shit or no you could be the worst boxer in the world but if you've got if you're funny and you go on well with people and everybody likes you 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 get on big shows and that's just how it works nah, it's, it's, it's a sad reality oh, <laughs> I, I say it's sad reality but it's it can true. work for some people as well it can be good, a good thing as well it can be a good thing and bad thing so but i just kind of i, I kind of put that everything on social media like your full day but everybody's like the boys Aye. in my gym nathaniel and reagan and it's the right thing Mm-hmm. No, they they can sell tickets without even thinking uh, about it. They can get the best of sponsors. They can get everything because just the way of I think it's just the generation. Ah, it? uh, it's, it's a generational thing, hundred percent. Now man. everything you do, man, you walk past. You get the times. Every country's just in the park, following making TikToks. We guys making TikToks. That wasn't a thing. If you're a wee guy, you'd get a phone to Gaffy and Leonard. I back know, in. man. You know, like, fucking play that play fucking tunes or something. Like, put some PC well, DJ dishes. Well, you're selling your speakers with the two mad old Sony Ericsson speakers. Ah, you fucks at the times. And now you've got fucking people taking out fucking tripods to the park. Uh, <laughs> I, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mate. It's a different time to. Man, Hi, but uh, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate. Oh, absolute definitely. joy to speak to you again, man. But everybody, Joe Ham, like, subscribe, and don't get wide. Catches. <laughs>